I'm Jared with Linux Acadia, and I love red Jeeps. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Turn it up and drive during the Jeep Celebration event at South Fork Jeep. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE to get a lifetime warranty and 0% financing for 72 months on new Jeep Grand Cherokees. Shop the fastest growing dealer in Texas at SouthForkDodge.com. That's SouthForkDodge.com. Hey, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps, this show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about South Fork Dodge Chrysler Jeep. Oh my Jeeps. God, I almost got it right. And Ram. Don't forget the Ram. <laughs> and Ram. Yeah, the Ram. It's C D uh J R. It's alpha yeah. alphabetical. Yeah. So Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. You know, if I don't think about it, I can do it. Uh works. No, never mind. All right, so let's uh, let's roll along. <laughs> I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I've got some news about another group of Jeepers doing good in their community. We'll hear about an event that is happening no matter what, and I've even got a dumb criminal story involving a Jeep. Oh boy, and I'm Wendy, and this week's show is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be an extended camp fireside chat. I Lot, like that. Lots of campfire, lots of smoke, lots of uh, lies, I suspect. I'm Tony. <laughs> I'm Tony, and I've got uh, more updates to share about the Gladiator. And I Ooh. interview the owner of Southwark Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. It helps when I write it down. The dealership I purchased it from. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. Oh, and I thought we'll go ahead and just uh, light this one off with a dumb criminal story. This one is involving a thief in a Jeep, and it's, uh, well, it kind of goes how you'd expect it to go. Now, we're all young once, at least in our life, right? And typically, it's in our adolescent teen years that we do stupid stuff and generally make some epic mistakes. Now, maybe one of these days, we'll all pull up around the campfire and talk about the dumb stuff we've done over the years. For now, though, I'll regale you with a dumb criminal story out of Troy, Michigan. A 16-year-old boy was arrested this week after he reportedly stole a Jeep in Troy and then totaled it in Warren. According to authorities, it happened just after 5 p.m. on April 21st. According to the police report, the victim, the owner of the Jeep, agreed to meet the 16-year-old punk at the Ace Auto Wash parking lot on East Maple Road to potentially sell his 2017 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Police say the subject agreed to purchase the vehicle after a test drive and showed the seller a large amount of cash. The cash, however, was apparently fake. When the victim went to retrieve his personal items from the trunk, the subject drove off. The Jeep, uh, the Jeep owner worked at the auto wash business and got a co-worker to chase after the subject. The police then said they uh, caught up to the Jeep at a stoplight, and the driver of the Jeep rammed into the co- co-worker's vehicle to get away from him. Now, police told the area local area departments to be on the lookout for the stolen vehicle. I want, do they still do APBs? I wonder. Uh, The Warren Police Department located the vehicle just hours later when it was involved in a collision on Mount Road, just north of Nine Mile Road. Police apprehended the driver, of course they did, and booked him on multiple charges. Unfortunately, uh, police say that the victim's vehicle was completely totaled in the crash. Because there was a large amount of counterfeit money involved in this case, aspects of it are still undergoing federal investigation. Man, it's like every fear I ever had about selling something. 
Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But but also, if you look at the pictures, I mean, what what kind of crash? <laughs> this is like major. He what I, did he I would run have into? to say that he ran a light and somebody was moving through an arterial intersection at speed, uh, and and virtually mad. took the front clip off of this jeep. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it is it is mangled. And then I'm assuming yeah. this thing spun around at least once or twice, uh, possibly involving other vehicles or uh, maybe ending up on its side. Possibly, but there's into no a, tires on the front. I mean, that's there's crazy. no tires on the front. There's not much left on the front. <laughs> well, this and, is uh, true. On both on both sides, there's not one straight panel. Uh, I mean, it's, each of the four doors, the rear quarter panel, both front fenders, uh, uh, both the doors on both sides, the rear quarter, everything is shot on this thing. It is completely totaled it kind of reminds me of a pinball machine game right you just bing 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 you know kind of bounce around (laughs) so maybe maybe that's what happened this guy uh i mean maybe it it did one of those cartwheel you know somersault sort of things and you know bounced off each side a couple of times i don't know in the pictures in the video that i pulled these from you can't really see uh whether or not the airbags deployed i'm assuming that they did uh judging at the uh by the, the carnage that i'm seeing here uh it looks like you know pretty much everything uh, from the engine forward was removed except for the bumper. There's no radiator left. I, not one that I can see, or, or it's maybe it's pushed in. Uh, it's a pretty bad wreck. Uh, but this kid is is obviously uh, going away for quite some time. Uh, possibly, I mean, I, there was no report of injuries or anything like that. Uh, if there was uh, anybody that was hurt from this, obviously he's going to have to pay for that. I'm wondering if the parents are going to be uh, the ones who are liable for all of liable. this damage. Yeah. Well, and also, Just, who makes a deal with a 16-year-old with no parents involved? I mean, there's the other side of the story that we're not hearing about with this right? large sum I mean, of cash. Right? Come on. Yeah. You, you know, you're selling a car to a minor, and uh, where, hey, where's yeah. your folks? Uh, and you've got and, like 10 grand here? How yeah. does a 16-year-old have 10 grand in cash? Something's fishy. I, 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 I don't know how they couldn't see that it was Monopoly money. That was the thing that well, surprised me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Bandaroo Bucks. <laughs> I don't have well, no idea. I'm going <laughs> to sell my car today. Woohoo! Yeah. What I'm guessing is he is he probably had you know maybe a couple of one hundred dollar bills that were were real, and then the rest was you know newspaper or something all rolled up, and so it looked like he had a big wad of cash, but uh, but not so much. You know, I don't I don't know how that goes or exactly what he had or how he displayed it even. Uh, but nonetheless, he was uh, sporting counterfeit money. Uh, he's going to go away for quite some time for that. Obviously, with the uh, uh, the stolen vehicle, um, uh, reckless driving, uh, you know, public endangerment. I don't know. They, there was a list of charges on this guy. So he's not going to be seeing the wheel of a Jeep anytime soon, thankfully. Well, the, have, I, I had a hard time translating or, or I should say uh, um, pronouncing this, uh, this social club's name, um, and, but they're pretty cool. It's a group of Jeep enthusiasts from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, they're going to caravan to the Alton, Illinois Fire Department this coming Saturday. It's uh, basically two days after we were recording this, April 29th, for a visit in honor of International Firefighters Day. The club is called the Jeep Formers, just like the Transformers, but a little different. The Jeep Formers Social Club, led by Lee and Glennis Stokes of St. Louis, Missouri, will leave St. Louis, where it's also honoring honoring firefighters, around 2.30 p.m. and arrive at the Alton, Illinois Firehouse on 20th Street around 3 p.m. The group will be recognizable by logoed flags on either side of the vehicles. Well, that and the fact that you're going to see 20-some-odd flag Jeeps all in a row might also give it away. But this isn't the first time that the Jeep formers came to Alton. In December, a parade of several Jeeps led by a box truck full of home furnishings came to the Alton home of a single mother of three who has sickle cell disease. 
on Saturday, the plan to uh, they plan to bring celebratory balloons and a basket full of all sorts of items to the firemen and women of the town of Alton. Now, International Firefighters Day is actually on May fourth, but that's a work day, so we can't uh, we can't get out and do something on that then. But it's also a nationally recognized date to honor the sacrifices firefighters make and to thank current and past firefighters for their contributions. More details on the International Firefighters Day, uh, if you would like to uh, find out more details, that is, uh, visit firefightersday.org. Now, if you're interested in this particular event um, or the uh, the event that these Jeep formers are holding or any future charity runs that they may be doing, uh, you can join and you don't necessarily have to live in the same town as, as they do. Any Jeep lover is welcome to join the nonprofit group, which has a $25 per month membership fee that goes towards their frequent out, uh, outreach efforts. If you want more details on the Jeep Former Social Club, we will have a link to their Facebook page in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, I, I always like hearing uh, when you know Jeepers come together and and create these groups like this that actually have a mission, you know, and and they go out, they do regular things, they're helping the community, they're making a presence. And more and more importantly, they're giving you know us Jeepers nationwide uh, more exposure. Uh, and it is real. I mean, I don't know too many other you know clubs or organizations that involve automobiles that are this involved in the community. Uh, it's hard. You're hard hard pressed to find any other other you know car club, as it were, um, that's probably as organized and and as involved in the community as any given Jeep club is. So uh, to see you know see these guys these these groups. Uh, going out and doing stuff like this on a regular basis, and being a non- nonprofit, meaning that they, you know, all the stuff that they that they raise or gather and stuff goes right back in the community. I mean, that's just that's you know one of those feel good stories, warms your heart. Yep, sure does. Always I love, love it. seeing this stuff like this, uh, and like seeing Jeepers behind it. You know, instead of uh, uh, the previous story. <laughs> just, right. I think yeah. those other ones are more sensational and like <laughs> gee whiz, wow. But uh, yeah, two kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, here. it really is. <laughs> Now, there's a, an event that's happening, and it's going to happen no matter what. So also going on this weekend is uh, one of the area's first uh, large outdoor gatherings of the year, and it will be happening, pandemic or not, and uh, it's been held for the last 20 years, with the exception of last year. The Messick uh, Jeep Blessing has grown into one of the Northern Michigan's largest events, featuring a group uh, a group Jeep Blessing live bands, vendors of all kinds, and multiple off-road courses for every builder skill level. Last year, due to concerns about the spread of COVID-19, organizers made the decision not to hold the event. Instead, they shared a video of the blessing on their website and social media channels. Now, the highest turnout they've ever had at the Jeep Blessing was over 2,000 vehicles with several thousand individuals on the property. That's a big turnout. It really is. The property is located at the corner of M115 and M37. M stands for motorway, if anybody is curious. Event founder Deb Stafford said that they're confident that the 20 to 30 acre uh, plot of property that they have where they're going to be hosting the event will be more than adequate to handle the crowd that normally turns out for the event. And something tells me that this year it's going to be a little bit bigger than normal. Now, although there's official, there is no official attendance limitation, Stafford said that if they do run out of parking spaces, they will be forced, unfortunately, to start turning people away. Oh, no. That's a shame. You know, safety first. It is safety, you know. I'm I'm assuming the fire marshal is probably going to be involved that in that decision a little bit. You know, hey, once you're at capacity here, uh, you can't have people parking in the ditch or alongside Get of the road. Get a bigger space. Like fire marshal well, bill. It's all about parking, though. <laughs> I mean, even though they have 20 or 30 acres, they may only have room for 100 jeeps or something like that. At least where they are parking this time around. 
I'm not sure how things are going to go exactly uh, as far as um, you know getting people onto the acreage and getting uh, getting jeepers out there. I would think that uh, the larger part of the 20 or 30 acres is probably set up for the trails and stuff, right. uh, not so much as for you know parking space. And so they are limited just to the way that the logistics have laid things out. So uh, if you are planning on attending, the cost to attend the event as a spectator is $5 per person, 16 years older and up. Cost for those under 16 is free. For more information on this event or the group hosting it, check out the show notes for this episode at jeeptalkshow.com for all the relevant links. Good Lord, that's uh, 2,000 Jeeps. That would be at least $10,000 worth of, uh, well, I have to go out there and, uh, I don't know, (laughs) see if we can make a withdrawal. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Take them off. No, no, I'm kidding. But really, uh, you know, and, and from what I understand, uh, the uh, the club that is is uh, hosting this Cadillac Jeepers, uh, they, they do good things in their community as well. Uh, and all the money goes to, you know, producing the events and helping out uh, less fortunate in the area. So good stuff there. Yeah, it really is. Well, if you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we do want to hear it. Be sure to let us know what you have to say by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. Well, coming up later in the show, we have an interview with Chris Godwin. Now, he's the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's the dealer where Tony got his Gladiator from. Can't wait to hear this interview. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Well, speaking of the Jeep Gladiator, I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but the uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, has a brand new, less than 200 miles on it currently. And that's after us driving the crap out of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, you know, we have no place to go. It's uh, it's COVID. So anyway, uh, we have a brand new 2021 uh, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator that uh, was previously mentioned. We got from South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. I can say that exactly when it's written down for me. And uh, right. we're, we're going to talk about that right now. I've been making lots of small upgrades. I mean, it's not anything like axle uh, swaps uh, or anything like well, that. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I might say that one of your recent upgrades is actually a pretty big deal. Um, you, you recently uh, did a, a Linex treatment to the bed That's of your true. truck. I, I'm really and, happy with uh, that. Hey, would, do you mind if I bring the Zoom people in on this? I'd like to uh, you know, get them uh, with questions and comments. And I know it's dangerous, sure. but I'd like to do it anyway. Well, I've been told not to feed the animals. <laughs> well, that applies to us as well. All right, Zoom people, uh, your conversation <laughs> now needs to be directed to us. Right, it's all about us. You gotta, you gotta give it's them some. A, you gotta give them a warning, you guys. That's right. You gotta give them some warning because they go off on their own. So anyway, uh, our name on the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need our name on that. That'd be a long intro. That'd be a really long all right, intro. Time for the show. Like it's all done. <laughs> okay, Zoom people. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, Jeep Gladiator, Josh, uh, uh, forge ahead. I know you had some questions about the Linux. Well, yeah. I mean, I, well, not necessarily questions. Uh, more or less comments. All right. Um, now. You know, Linux uh, bed coating, whatever you want to call it. You know, I mean, Linux is a particular brand. Uh, there's Rhino lining, and you yep. know, there's a bunch of other uh, stuff out there. I am curious as to why you you picked Linux particularly or um, that particular uh, uh, place. Uh, but uh, but before we get into that, I will say that the pictures that I saw from uh, from that, that that getting done exceptional work oh beautiful so far as to you know pull panels apart so they can be coated on the edges and yep. stuff i mean really going the uh the, the extra mile 
and, and so the, the prep work, um, the, the level of protection they went to uh, ensure that there was no overspray. I mean, really top notch, uh, top notch work there. So, uh, and, and they shared, you know, pictures all along the way and stuff. I don't know if those came from you or from them, uh, but what I saw was absolutely professional. And, uh, and I think you, you definitely got a great value. So uh, this is not a paid thing. I had to pay for this uh, Linux uh, spray, bed liner spray, just like everybody else does. But I, uh, I dealt with Jared, who is the owner of the Linux at Linux of uh, of Katy. That's Katy, Texas, and uh, it's it's right over there by the Sam's Club that we uh, we we pass by this place all the oh, so time. You've seen it a hundred times. Then. I've you seen probably it a hundred times. Planned on going there before you even got the truck. <laughs> yeah, well, I had no reason to, and just till recently, you know, when I made the, the snap decision to get the Gladiator, but uh, this is funny, my wife uh, came, uh, I, I drove the, the Gladiator over there this morning, about 8 a.m., and my wife came over to pick me up, and once we got back home, she asked me, uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, the, the Linux place is right next to uh, the Rhino Liner, and I went, what? <laughs> so I pulled it up on Google Maps and started looking. And it's not Rhino Reiner, uh, Rhino Liner. It is uh, Rhino Pro. So that not only do they do the the bed spray, but they also sell other things as well. They are side by side. There's a gap between the two buildings. Otherwise, I'm sure there'd be a fight. Uh, but th- they are literally side by side, which interested wow. me because of your question. Competition. Gee, that is something else. It was really, yeah. really funny. So, uh, talk to us about why you chose Linux over over anything else. Oh, you or even over a DIY option. It uh, it sounds a lot like Linux, which is a great computer operating system. <laughs> and I thought that it would be. Oh, you've got to be pulling my leg. <laughs> no, I mean, that is he, a very he, Tony answer. That is a hundred percent Tony very answer. Tony. It's really got to oh. be pulling my it's leg. It's really funny <laughs> because my wife was calling it Linux, and it's for me rambling oh. on about computers all the time. She doesn't yes. know anything about Linux. She says she goes go to Linux. I said Linux. No, she goes. What's that computer <laughs> stuff that you deal with all that? <laughs> nope, Line X. So that's how you get approval to buy new parts. Now I, I had to tell her. I don't know if you got this all over the country or not, but there's a a little uh, shop in that same. You know how, what do you call those little things where the the the, the buildings? Balls? It's kind of like that, but it's more of a, a business thing. Uh, um, more like a Line X type thing, not where you would have these mom, mom and pop grocery stores or something. It's kind of an industrial area. Yeah, industrial park. There we go. So okay. they have this thing where they build, uh, where they make cupcakes <laughs> and uh, cakes and things, and they call it Ooh La La. So I had to describe where this place was by telling my wife, it's over there by that Ooh La La place that you like. <laughs> so oh then she knew right where it was. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I tried to get her to stop over there to get some cupcakes for breakfast. But, Can I uh, get no, cupcakes? No. Yeah. yeah, it's fancy cupcakes. You know how you know is what I'm talking it, about? Is it really cupcakes if it's called Ooh La La? It is. That's, that's the, kind of the question I had in the back of my head, too. Yeah, cupcakes in the front. <laughs> what goes on in the back exactly? I, uh, I went, this I, is Tony telling the story. Story, so I got it yeah, anything. I got uh, <laughs> I got my wife some uh, for, for her birthday a couple of years back. I went over there, and that's that's the only thing they were offering me. But it's might just be my personality. I don't like the massage parlor with the happy ending. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> well, there was an oversized cupcake with a little uh, happy ending uh, uh, like, like sign on it, so maybe that was the one I was looking for. <laughs> oh, so um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean. I've been making lots of modifications. In, in fact, uh, um, oh, I'm forgetting. I'm brain farting on the name Willie. What's it? Willie Wagner? Willie Wagger? Willie, Willie Wagons. Wagons. Willie Wagons. 
he was asking me how how long ago did you start ordering parts for your gladiator i said well <laughs> not until i got it so about a week <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> hey it seems to be you're not having any supply chain issues have, so that's uh, right i do not know they exist because <laughs> i'm getting everything i ordered of it's course instant gratification yeah now so let me let me turn to the, the big Zoom, stuff uh, now sure let me turn to the zoom room real quick tony and and ask the uh ask the, the kind folks that are uh, have joined us this, uh, for this episode uh if you, any of you guys have used linex or rhino lining or any kind of those sort of bed liner type products uh either on your jeep or elsewhere yeah, I yes, have I have. Truck. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, got in on the ground floor of Linex uh, about 20 years ago, and we both graduated from Purdue together. Wow. And and he uh, started his own business uh, doing off-road uh, type of, uh, um, you know, sales of off-road for different types of, uh, I can't think of the name of the, what I'm trying to get at. But anyway, he sells off-road stuff your vehicles in the uh and also did spray on bedliner so i did it i did it to my dodge uh ram had a dodge ram quad cab 1999 quad cab the first year they come out with the four doors yep. the, the suicide yep. doors in the back and anyway he uh he came <clears throat> I, I brought my uh, my truck in there and I actually got to be back there and watch him spray it and, and uh they he used uh piano line tape to get to get those real crisp crisp clean edges around the sides of it. it's a really good product and uh he actually compared that to the rhino uh, to the rhino lining right there next to it, and the the, the line X is the the material so much different than what the when the rhino is because it's a, a lot denser material and and it can actually rub out if you take a piece of a line X and a piece of rhino and you rub them together the line X will just eat that uh, rhino lining apart. That's that why I went for the line X. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why i'm going with that one nice i have i have the nice line x or yeah i have the line x in my truck for the uh, my 2500 and i've put a lot of metal back there and it still hasn't scratched it hasn't made any big chunks come up or nothing so very nice yeah, you won't get that to come up at all it's uh yeah it's pretty almost pretty, anything and you can also take it in there too. At least the place that I went to, uh, he would uh, if you take it in there once a year. Once he, he would just uh, do a real quick coat over it to give it that real nice shine back to it again. If you uh, put put a lot of stuff in the back of it, just kind of gets it dirty. He can't get it clean real well. But he'll uh, he would just go and just dust it real quick with his uh, with another coat. Oh, that's and cool, make it man. Nice that's custom. You, right. you can even color that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can the last you know, five or ten years, they're coming out with uh, with colors. I mean, some basic color, you know, like a red, a blue, a, uh, you know, maybe a white, uh, something like that. I'm not sure exactly, well, but uh, not just that. Our our truck was was pewter, the pure color, the Chevy, and it yeah. actually tinted it the same color as the paint, and that was 18 years ago. Wow! wow. Dang, I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah, there's a DIY kit out there called uh, Raptor. Oh yeah, I've heard that. And yeah. they can get they take the actual paint of a car and you put it together in the uh the material and then shake it up and it's supposed to be pretty close to the actual paint. But you don't get the same reflectivity and stuff so the colors going to yeah. look a little different. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Right. It, would be, it would still be close. Uh, close still be enough close to be impressive, color. you know, like, "Oh, wow, look at here." I think for, for that actually he, he actually took a, a mobile unit and was able to go and do uh floors like garage floors and things like that oh that would be cool 
Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I, I hired him. I hired him to do a job for me when I was working construction back in Indiana, and he did a uh, twenty thousand square foot uh, warehouse floor for me one time. And he gave a ten year warranty on it, and he said I could have warrantied this for a hundred years and it wouldn't have messed it up. But he gave him a ten year warranty on it, and uh, the owners absolutely loved it. That's a lot of product. You know, I, I was saying, I, I think for Tony's application for, for his red truck, although he probably could have gotten a, a red coating, I, I think the black is is a better contrast, especially yeah, for certain colors right. like red. Yep, um, I like it. Some of those primary colors that really stand out a lot more, that, that the, the black is just, it, it's a contrast with the sharp, clean lines that this particular outfit uh, was able to, 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 you know, get out of that application. Uh, it really, really helps make things pop a little bit more. And that, and you're just getting an awesome product too. So, um, Tony, did did they give you a fair price? Do you do you feel like you uh, you you know you got a good value out of things? Well, but when I was going to go order the uh, the Jeep Gladiator, and I was tr- making my decisions about what I wanted to include and what I didn't want to include, uh, the the Mopar uh, factory bed liner was four hundred and ninety five dollars. You know, done at the okay. factory. So uh, I, I stopped, I picked up the phone, called uh, Linux of uh, Katie, and asked them how much their uh, uh, Linux was, and uh, they said, 475 I said, good enough, <laughs> thanks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you got to pay taxes, and they, the, not necessarily this uh, company, but everybody wants to upsell you and sell you other things, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. I just, I can always say no, but it was, uh, you know, so it was 20 bucks cheaper, uh, and then for another, I think another 50, I could get the UV protection that's supposed to keep it shiny uh, oh, for, yeah. for all, like five years. And uh, I was planning on covering it with a with a, uh, uh, a bed cover anyway, so I wasn't so concerned about that. But uh, but even if I wanted to do that, it was like, what, 525 or something? Uh, yeah, like 525 with the UV uh, if it was going to be exposed. So it, it, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I went over there uh, and uh, I met Jared. I spoke with him on the phone and I uh, met Jared in, in, in person and we were going over all the stuff that they sell. I did not know yeah. that they sell uh, the the Overland um, coolers. I mean, you can use them for whatever you want to, but that's generally what people sure. use these things for. And my God, they were, they're so thick. They had a bunch yeah. of different sizes there. And yeah. I was going to ask him about that, but he was busy taking my uh, Jeep to the uh, uh, the spray area. And uh, I, I walked around over there and got that one shot that you guys may have seen where uh, the gladiator is actually in the uh, in the shop getting ready to be taken care of. And those mm-hmm. pictures you were talking about, Josh, um, yeah. when I went to pick it up, Jared said that he had uh, taken a few pictures and he would email them to me about the process. Oh, right. So those, nice. were, those were straight from Jared there of uh, Linux wow. of Katie. Very nicely done. Yep. Very nicely done. Yeah. So, yeah, happy oh, to give them a and, plug. And I'll mention this. This will be one of the few times that you'll see me get really excited about uh, any black paint on my Jeep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, good selection. Good choice. I think that Linux is is a great brand. I, they were at the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion when I went down there a year ago. Um, I know, Larry, you went to that too, but I stood and talked to them for a while. They had a, a CJ there that they'd done Linux on the whole thing, inside the tub, outside, uh, including the dash. What impressed me was they took all the parts off that were fairly easily removable. I think they mm-hmm. actually said they took the dash out, like the instruments. Out. I mean, they they broke the Jeep down. That wasn't a cheap process, but like you said, the lines, the finish work, they they did a really nice job. Really kind, stands out kind, when they do that. Other than that, I had a friend of mine that 
bought one of the do-it-yourself kits, and I think you kind of get what you pay for. Those things, some of them, the cheapest ones tend to fade, and I think that UV light inhibitor is one thing. But my friend didn't do a good job preparing his Jeep, and so the first year it looked pretty good. And then it got the mange, and it just started peeling <laughs> oh, off. No. And oh, no. <laughs> it looked pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. You'd take that Jeep to the vet. at one point got a, got a pickup truck of mine done in Rhino Liner. And I was actually doing um, tin knocking. I was putting in tin for heating and air conditioning on my truck at that point. And uh, the nice thing was is the stuff didn't slide around in my bed and slam into the into the headlock, because you don't want to have to tie down every little piece of metal you put in there. Yeah, right, um, right. And I did that for a number of years, and it did a good job. I mean, it wasn't anywhere near as durable. It's the Linux is, is far superior with durability, but the Rhino Liner is much better at holding stuff in place and um, taking impact. And in, in, I guess probably in the south, it gets a little almost spongy with the heat. If it was a 110-degree day like it gets down here in Dallas or Houston, mm-hmm. I could see it getting a little spongy. But uh, up north, it was great. Well, I was, uh, you know, you uh, you remember Dr. Moab uh, from uh, Naxter, right, uh, Josh? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, Ryan, uh, also known as uh, uh, Dr. Moab, uh, ordered a gladiator, a Rubicon gladiator, uh, Hydra Blue, I think is what it is. And uh, he got it about about four days before I got mine, Uh, my uh, my gladiator. Did he get a JT or a JL? I thought. No, he got a JT. Uh, diesel. Oh, okay. He got the diesel option. So, uh, all you know, all around, really, uh, really nice truck. But anyway, uh, he was talking about that exact same thing today on Facebook. He mentioned that uh, he was actually looking at some other products because he wanted something that was a little more rubbery, something that would hold uh, things when you put it down there on the on the in the bed and it wouldn't be sliding around. And I said, no, I took care of that. It was the same concern I had, and I bought a fitted rubber mat. To go in the back right. of my uh, back of the Jeep in the back of the Gladiator, so it's going to be uh, sitting on top of the Linex, of course. But it will, uh, it, hopefully, it won't keep anything from sliding around. Not completely, especially the way I drive, but uh, uh, more so than what it would otherwise. And uh, I said, "Yeah, I understand. That's kind of like uh, wearing two condoms, but it, at least this way, I don't have to think about baseball." <laughs> yeah, the nice thing about that is we had that same rubber mat in the base of our truck and. We throw stuff in there, no matter what liner. That rubber mat takes a little of that, yeah, that shock as well. Bounces right out. <laughs> <laughs> so in in t- in ten years, the Linux is going to look uh, underneath that mat. It's going to look pristine, pristine, yes. And around yeah. the sides, it will not look as uh, as good. I'm sure. <laughs> the interesting story about the Linux stuff is the guy who invented that. He sold the company. He sold the uh, uh, the rights to it. And he ended up uh, creating a new company that sells the same exact product, the same exact formula with just a different name. Oh, so man. So not, not, <laughs> not only does he get royalties off of the every sale of Linex throughout the country, now he's got has another product that competes with it, and he's getting money off of that, too. No, that, that lawyer got sued. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> say, who forgot the non-compete clause in this? I was just yeah, going to exactly. say, someone didn't read the contract. <laughs> uh, somebody came up with a really good contract. Yeah, I'll yeah. sell it to you, but uh, we have to have this clause in it. I can still sell the product, just call it something else. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now, now, Tony, you've got you've done some other upgrades to the Gladiator here recently, and and one of them I wasn't quite sure about. You you posted a picture or two. I had to I had to ask you for some comments. 
<laughs> looking at <laughs> As you, you do from time to time. And, you can't just yeah. read my mind and figure it out from the picture. <laughs> gave me the backstory and stuff like that. Uh, a an interesting uh, an interesting option. Um, and why you why you went with that versus uh, you know some other modifications or, or something like that. I know that you've you've uh, you've long said. Uh, you know, one of the first, you know, modifications you should ever do to your Jeep should be, you know, either recovery points or armor. Uh, and, and I'm curious why you decided to go with lights instead. Uh, you mean the, uh, the, the driving lights, the fog lights? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well it's got tow hooks front and rear. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. It comes from the factory. Oh, and this is a good question. I want to ask everybody here, the hosts and the, uh, the Zoom people. I know that whenever right. you put a Gladiator, I'm sorry, when you put a Rubicon badge on a non-Rubicon Jeep. You know, Jesus is watching you. Last for me. Well, yeah, <laughs> well no. does Jesus watch if you paint the tow hooks red like a gladiator? Because I'm thinking uh, about yeah. painting the, the tow yeah. hooks red. Yes. <laughs> just, well, if you, if you paint them, it means you can't ever use them because you'll just take the paint right off. Oh, they're so. painted now. So what the, <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I, I looked and I saw I could get those red, red uh, uh, hooks for like 60 bucks a piece. And I figure, eh. I'm going to be replacing the bumpers eventually anyway, but I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, good to just paint them red, you know? Of course, the hood, the hood is different between the, uh, the, the Rubicon and the, the non-Rubicon, so. See, I'm going to go back to last week's, last week's conversation with the Zoom people where I talked about lights before lockers. Mm-hmm. And uh, there goes Tony. Right down the lights <laughs> before lockers line again. So the, you understand that this isn't LED lighting on this Gladiator. It's halogen. So, with that in mind, would you like to drive around in a dimly lit uh, Gladiator when you're driving down the road at night, or do you want better no. lighting just so you can see the road? Better lighting. <laughs> I still have better I, lighting. I still have the stock headlights in my in my '87 wagon here, and I live I live in a Copper wow. County road. <laughs> Are you aware of uh, uh, 20th century 20th century uh, technology? <laughs> <laughs> Now, Tony, I the candle you, keep getting blown out when you go over sixty miles an hour. I <laughs> <laughs> posted a picture, Tony, that ha- kind of had a comparison of your um, your lights, both before and uh, or the headlights and the uh, and the fog lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, your headlights um, look like they need an upgrade as well. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They really do. At least in, in comparison. So, what we're yeah. talking about here, Tony, on, on his brand new Gladiator, got himself a set of brand spanking new LED driving lights. Now, driving lights and fog lights are two completely different uh, That's kinds what of lights. I thought. I don't know why they call them fog yeah. lights. Well, fog lights are amber. They're yeah, yellow. Yeah, right. exactly. Light, light, light reflects more off of the water molecules and uh, the water vapor and fog uh, more than yellow light does. And so yellow light actually helps you see a little bit farther, a little bit better, a little bit more contrast in, in, the, in the fog than, than white light does. Also, um, our eyes are tuned for yellow, more so yellow than uh, the, the bluish white that everybody loves. Right. Now, driving lights um, also typically will go out wide a little bit farther. Yep. Um, so and they will have a curves. sharp cutoff, uh, much like you, like you see in, in the picture that you had posted with that shows the, both the headlights on and the, uh, uh, the fog lights as they shine on your garage door. And and you can see the the cutoff pattern on the on the on the driving lights rather a uh, nice sharp oh, line on man. the top. I was amazed. Uh, yeah, so I mean, a very very nice sharp cutoff pattern on that. Very good choice on the on the lenses. Uh, the manufacturer there did some did some good research there. Um, those are that's a really good beam pattern right there. Uh, now fog lights typically have a little bit more of a narrow beam pattern compared to driving lights, um, but nonetheless, there, there, there's your difference though. Uh, but yeah, I see in your 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 headlights though. Those, I mean, as as far as compared to the light, both the spectrum of the light and the intensity of the light, 
uh, your headlights are, they need a little bit of love compared to the driving lights. Well, good. I mean, uh, I could go with lockers and run into things. Uh, but I would probably get up, up and over it, whatever I ran into. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> I still think you're going to you be doing really well. No, it's kind of a win-win. Everybody hates. What was that? They're like ten. You can buy that replacement bulbs for those because that's yeah. one of the yeah. first things I replaced in my JL because those those headlights are horrible. Yeah. And you can buy those replacement LED kits for your existing headlights. They're like twenty or thirty dollars. But make sure you adjust them down a little bit because everybody coming at you is going to really hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have them in my Jeep. And uh, I also have the amber fog lights. I, I don't know why somebody hasn't come out with driving lights that have uh, two settings, yellow and white, so that you can use them oh, for, they, for both situations. Switchbacks. There, well, yeah, oh, that's a, what that is. Okay. I yeah, put cubes uh, on the front of my JK. The cubes uh, on the yeah, front of my JK are rigid, which I know you guys were bad mouthing them last uh, week. I like the, I just like them. I'm not oh, fan for the name. I'm sure I like them because of durability. I'm sure they're great. I just don't have that kind of money. Well, the, but the rigid lights also have an option that you can buy an amber cover for them. So now I've got yeah, white if yeah. I want it because I can pop the cover off. But I've driven them with the cover on for eight months now. Never had any issues. I love it in snow. I love it in fog. And they've also talked about with yellow lights, it's easier. Like if you're following people on a trail and it's dusty and you're not blinding the people in front of you. So I got them for the trail as well, but I really like the amber color. I'm just leaving it on all the time. And they're the DOT approved ones, so I can run them. There you go. Yeah, there you so go. That's, that's very important. That's, as are that's these. the part that I think comes in for me when it comes to the, the not switching out my headlights to the new LEDs. My wife's got a 20, 2020 Ram. And when I drive down the road, I can see everything perfectly clearly inside of her 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 lighting pattern from her because she's got the LED light package on her truck. Um, mm. But when I'm driving down, I can see stuff outside of my light beams because my my dark vision isn't destroyed by that crisp white light. So I have like I have hella hella lights on my uh, on my wheeling rig, but I've got ambers over them. Um, so I, when you keep the yellow in there, it tends not to wash out your uh, your night vision. Is what I think. I, why I just never felt a need. I mean, it's dark. I mean, there's no no lights out here. I, I live off a yeah. you know off a a stone road. I mean, it's it's just, <laughs> there's there's nothing. Well, that makes a big difference when you don't have a lot of uh, street lights and uh, other vehicle lights coming at you, especially when the uh, the guy has the actual. I haven't seen this in a while, but the the headlights that are blue. I mean, they definitely oh, are blue. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it just drives you at the wall. And I thought to myself, all right, well, I can upgrade with these. Uh, uh, three watt uh, Cree LEDs, and I've got six hundred of go. them. So, <laughs> let's see who, who can see that raccoon better. <laughs> now, there, yeah, there was a company uh, they've been around it. for a long time. Uh, they're they're called PIA. P I A A. They've yeah. been around for for quite some time. Now, back in the day, they had a driving light and fog light combo. It was in one housing. You had a yellow and a white uh, lens, essentially. Now, this is. <laughs> many, many years before the the advent of, of LED lighting technology, especially for the off-road market. Um, and, and so this was, you know, I mean, it was halogen or, or you know, whatever it was. Uh, I think you, know, you had a couple of, uh, you know, H3 bulbs in there or something like that. Um, but, you know, it was, and you can't find them now. Uh, everything is either, you know, white or yellow, or you'd have to buy both. Uh, but there was one company for a while, at least, that offered both driving and fog lights in one housing. Uh, for for a period of time, that was Pia. Yeah, I remember seeing the the Pia advertisements. So 
So what's next, Tony? Uh, we've done bedliner and uh, and you've got you got some lighting. I'm 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 guessing maybe headlights are on your short list now. Uh, what what do you what do you have uh, what do you have in store for the Gladiator coming up next? It, well, one of the reasons why I didn't spend the extra thousand or twelve hundred dollars for the LED lighting package on the the Gladiator was is like, come on, man, I can get uh, really bright uh, LED headlights for like seventy bucks to ninety dollars, and I've been running them for a long time. Hell, the ones that are in the TJs. For a hundred bucks, and we've had those for years, and the, the lighting on them is just great. I think the the critical bit for me is getting the Cree LEDs. That's not the brand of the light, but that's the brand of the LEDs that are used yeah, inside the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like. I've learned that the Crees are, are long lasting and uh, provide a lot of light. But anyway, I uh, I was uh, after I got the Gladiator. Of course, I start looking at it for all this stuff uh, that I want to do to it. And I, I found that the JL and the JT all use nine inch diameter headlights. Whereas oh, wow. the, yeah, the whereas seven inch. The, yeah, yeah. The TJ, the, uh, I think the JK as well, all seven inch and seven inch of course is the, is what, uh, we've been using for the TJs. So uh, I yeah. did find that I can get an adapter to put in there, but I'm a little concerned about what kind of gap that's going to leave around, you know, the light itself. Look. You'd, you'd have this, yeah. you know, you'd kind of have this big trim ring around your light, as it were, and it to fill in well, that gap. Well, some of them don't even come with a trim ring. So. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Just buy one of those else. colorful halos and put the halo ring around it, and then you can, like, have oh, bug eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but, I mean, the most important thing here is being able to see. And if yes. I can do if I can do an LED light upgrade with, a, with LED headlights that I know are good quality headlights, uh, I can go with a gap for a while until the aftermarket catches up, but uh, there are some nine inch LED headlights available out there. Not the kind that I want. Uh, they, they do fancy things looking to them that I think have no purpose. Oh yeah. Like, you know, you, you, they come with a remote and it gives you an RGB, you well, know, just the way they have the thing set up. colors on the ring, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. no, I don't Woo-hoo. want all No, they, they mess around with the, the I just want LEDs <laughs> there. I don't care about it looking fancy. I just want to be able to LEDs and I want light. But anyway, so uh, those things are like four or 500 bucks. So they've got the price jacked way the hell up because they know that, you know, you were, you could have spent $1,200. So 500 isn't so bad. So buy these headlights, headlights for $500 and I'm not doing it. No, no, no sense. And I mean, yeah, wait, a, you know, given till like Christmas, you know, lights will probably come down in cost. And well, when the third you know, third party stuff. stuff starts coming out, they'll come way the hell down. When, be, when they finally bring in the boat from, from China. <laughs> oh, yeah, boat. that could be it. Too. <laughs> the Suez can out clear it up. Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about it because there may be some listeners out there that uh, say, oh, no, all you need to do is this. You can get the nine inch here, your nine inch there. Kind of reminds me of the nine inch gong that we talked about uh, for you, Josh. I mean, just just perusing on on Amazon really quick, and I'm seeing I'm seeing several options that are under three hundred dollars. But uh, but nonetheless, you're right. I mean, there there are those that are out there that are three, four, five hundred dollars, uh, and it's like, dude, I'm not spending five hundred bucks no. for a pair of headlights. No, no, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, these aren't anything special. They're just LED lights. So well, they're special because they're new. Yeah, and they're exactly. not inch. That's you know, it's yeah. So there's not a supply and demand. Yeah, there's not a billion yep. of them out there. Uh, exactly the supply. Once and you demand. get a saturation in the market, prices will definitely come down. Yeah. So, so I, I I can get by. I mean, I put the uh, the those driving uh, lights. Then that's what I call them as driving lights. But they were uh, yeah. online. I saw fog lights, fog lights, and I'm looking. They're not oh, yellow. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
Just no, but anyway, people, people 60... will call them fog lights. That's what they're known by by most people are fog lights, but they're not. There, there's there's a distinct difference. Okay, good. We we agree because it confused yeah. me, I, and I started calling them fog lights. But anyway, Even in, they, the fog, in the fuse box, it's called a fog light. <laughs> yeah, probably. So these things were sixty bucks. Six zero. I mean, they were fifty nine something and free shipping on Amazon. <laughs> I mean, for what bucks. you got, oh, I mean, I you, think got it's a, you got a nice clean white, absolutely no blue at all. Yep. There's a little bit of a yellow halo, just fine. I think that's perfect. In fact, uh, extremely sharp cutoff pattern, uh, and they fit into an OEM housing with yep. what seemed to be uh, easy installation. I mean, you were able to do it, so I mean that you know you go. whatever that. <laughs> So, I mean, it, I think that's absolutely worth the money that you spent. So, yeah, I mean, 60 bucks for, for it was a decent, an easy choice. I, I think that's that's good value. Yeah. And it will uh, it will help uh, give me good vision, you know, where the curbs and stuff are. I learned this from yeah. the XJ long, long ago because I had oh, those yeah. had those driving lights on the XJ and I ran them all the time because it was uh, great in dark places. Tony, are you going to share uh, what you got uh, maybe through our, our Amazon affiliates page or, you know, something like that to where if somebody wanted to get something like this uh, themselves, maybe they have a JL or a JT and, hey, you know, I want to upgrade my my driving lights uh, or fog lights, you know, whatever it may be, uh, you know, uh, you'd be able to, they'd be able to get the same thing that you're running. Josh, I'm glad you asked. They're Outstanding. <laughs> They're actually already there on the uh, on that page. So, oh, very good. You, you, very guys, good. you guys, actually, there's several. Always several, a step ahead of me. No, not always. There's several things on that uh, on that page that I've ordered recently, and uh, you can go over there right now. Oh, look at this. Uh, look at this. Six hundred ninety nine ninety five. Yeah, Holy yeah. cow! Wow. Yeah. God bless them. They're really nice. Yeah, God yeah. bless them. But anyway, let's go over to JeepTalkShow.com. Uh, slash Amazon. Of course, you can just go to JeepTalkShow.com and then uh, click on the uh, Amazon products you heard on the show, and it'll take you over to that page. And of course, you guys may remember this from long ago. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think we can talk about it. I think that Amazon uh, smacks, smacks us on the pee-pee if uh, we say that you can go over there and support the show. So we won't say that. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, but you can go over there and see all the items that, uh, and you can click on them and just go straight to that item and uh, Purchase it profusely. So uh, the other thing I ordered was the best top roll. Uh, you're gonna have to say it for me, Josh. I can't say that toner thing. Tano, 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 Tano. The Tano cover, and I went with best top because you know they make the tops for Jeep. So, or at least they did at one point. I think they still do. So uh, for three hundred and forty-five dollars, free shipping, uh, straight from Best Top. Uh, they'll be. Uh, Having the uh, tonneau cover there on the Gladiator. So did you go with their Easy Roll? Is that the one you went, or did you go with the with the fold style, the, the easy, roll or fold? Easy Roll. the The wife okay. and I had a conversation, and she thought that that was a lot more. That made a lot more sense. I kind of like the trifold. They're very expensive, but I like that hard. They're a little more surface. expensive. I think they, yeah, they they hold up a little bit more if you if you like wanted to stand on it or something yeah. like that. I think that you know they hold up a little bit more. But well, it's more uh, secure too because it, you, yeah, you know, people really have to get aggressive to be able to break in there. But you know they're going to be able to get anything they want to given enough time and uh, effort. Sure, if they want it hard, they want it, want it bad enough. Yeah. So it ought to look really good with that uh, with that cover on there, and of course that will protect the. Uh, the bed liner, so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And of course, I mentioned before the the Fab Four uh, uh, rock rail uh, sliders. Uh, they're yeah. on back order. I, I actually ordered that through Quadratech, and uh, okay. they had a, they had a good price. Uh, they had the exact same price uh, that uh, uh, Fab Four had. So, you know, 
I, I just don't know uh, the. Uh, I just don't know when they're going to be here because I think they don't build them uh, right away, and uh, I think they build them after you order them. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. So, uh, what, did you, so did no, you look at no any idea the, when any the hard ones, like the like the Duraback. You're talking about the cover. Yeah, yeah, your tonneau cover. Did you look at the the aluminum cord one or the aluminum outside shelf ones? The, like the I, I did. I really like like the trifold ones. I think Best Top even has a trifold. Uh, there's a uh, Artemis, uh, I believe, kind of like the space program, or Armis that uh, that Quadrat- <laughs> yeah that Quadratech uh, had uh, some YouTube videos on, and I really like that trifold. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was when you're trying to open it up all the way to the back uh, back glass. They have a really nice system that holds up that whole stack of, of uh, folds, but up it against the glass. Yeah. Well, it's not, a, it actually keeps it off the glass, but you, oh, but uh, you, yeah, but you can't see out the back whenever it's, when the, the trifold is all trifolded up. Side mirrors are for, uh, that, that's yeah. what I didn't like about them. But I mean, it was like uh, $1,200 and, uh, you know, I, Ooh, I, have, uh, I have a ton of, ton of cover on mine. The, the roll one like you have, mm-hmm. but ordered, on my truck. Yeah. Oh. I, it's I, quite I, nice. I had an 83 Chevy pickup, short wheelbase, and I put a uh, way back in the the, uh, the early uh, mid-80s, and uh, it was great. It, it actually used the Velcro where there was a lot of people still using the snaps. And of course, you'd see people with running those snap things that were rusted and torn and oh. just horrific. So I went with that uh, the the new Velcro back then. Yeah, the for, Velcro's nice. And uh, the only time I had problems with it is whenever we got a lot of rain, I would wind up with about ten gallons of water oh, captured in that that corner that pulled off, and it would be so you yeah. know I'd have to deal with that. It's like taking a bath outside in the in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but uh, anyway, so I kind of have a love for the the roll up kind. I think that'll be uh, that'll be a, a good way to go. <laughs> really looking forward to it. And the nice thing is, it you virtually can roll the thing completely out of the way and still be able to see out the back. And uh, my wife ought to be able to to do that on her own easily and not have to uh, deal with all the trifold. And I've got to pull here and I got to latch this and blah 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 blah. It's uh, it's just good. like rolling up a you know rolling up a blanket. All right, guys, I'm going to take this time to say good night. I have to get up super early. We're doing that motorcycle trip for two weeks to the Ozarks. So. Oh, wow. Oh, you poor thing. Oh. <laughs> On a <laughs> motorcycle for two early. weeks. Yep. Life is rough. Two weeks. No. So I, how, how do you, I remember last, how many last year you had it. How do you sleep on the motorcycle? You know, when you're, you you just pull over and. Uh, <laughs> Hotels, dude. <laughs> oh, Hotels, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> We're not camping anymore. We're we're too old for that crap. Do, do you worry about um, somebody messing with your motorcycle whenever you're you're uh, when you're in the hotel? Or do you oh, you bring it? You bring the motorcycle in the hotel, don't you? Yeah, no. get a ground yeah. floor. Right. <laughs> so, Wendy, I'm in I'm in Springfield, Missouri tonight. It just rained around three inches here, but down in the Ozarks where you're headed, I think it rained like six inches in the last three or four oh. days. Yeah, Jeez. and actually, we're we're, we're going to be in Springfield. I think it's Tuesday night. Because we are, oh, we're wow. doing like a whole hog rally, you know, through there. So we're in Joplin and Little Rock and nice. I don't know Branson and all that area. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing that part of the country I haven't seen before. You, so you guys do cool. this every year, don't you? Uh, different yeah, places. We, yeah, we we try to get out and see the country and different things. So this yeah, is a little bit longer trip for us. Through Tulsa. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. So. All right, guys, have a good evening, and I'll talk to you later. All right, have a good night. Enjoy. See you, Wendy.
Well, Tony, you're going to have to keep us uh, apprised as to how things uh, develop with your recent orders and as things come in and, and the installation process and all that sort of stuff. I, I'd hope that uh, uh, if you're doing any DIY installation that uh, maybe you are documenting it, doing some videos. Uh, I think that a lot of people would be interested in, in the installation process with a lot of this stuff on a, on a brand new vehicle like that. So. Yep, yep. I need to uh, – actually, I just get kind of excited when it comes in and I run out there and put it on, but y'all would right. like to be doing Oh, it. I should have done some pictures or videos. <laughs> well, no, it. I think about it, but I just like I, – I just got to get in there. I got to see it, especially with those LED uh, lights because uh, the cutoff pattern completely surprised me. I couldn't believe because traditionally in low-cost LED lighting – you don't see oh, that. Yeah. No, you don't see any cutoff no. pattern. No, like, the International Space Station is, dude, dim those lights, you know, so. Yeah. No, somebody else here mentioned that, you know, LED headlights, you know, some some brands, uh, some models, uh, yeah, going down the road, you're blinding everybody in front of you because they, they have absolutely no cutoff pattern whatsoever. It's just a massive amount of lumens going out. Yep, yep. So, but I can see. Um. So, yeah, that'll be, uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. Uh, getting, uh, expecting more stuff. I ordered the, uh. The Mopar, oh, and that's uh, the, really quick. I ordered the Mopar Gladiator seal, uh, sills, door sills, uh, installed those, and uh, got those formats that uh, Deadpool was telling me about in a, uh, I think it was last week, week before, where it, uh, the, the, the drain plugs actually uh, yeah. fit, you know, where it goes straight through. So I got a set of right. those. And uh, yeah, cool. it's it's it's. I don't really want to shaping. see those in action. You're gonna have to like spill some iced tea into in the floorboard or something like that, so I can see a bunch of water on them, and then. Yeah. Pull the plug. I, uh, yeah. I, I I tend to get leaky when I get excited, so you may see that <laughs> sooner than later. <laughs> Tony, do those have the red Jeep logo on the map? Yep, they certainly do. So it's red. It's As, good. Yeah, I mean they yeah, know you're good they then. know what they're doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're trying to sell these things, so yeah, they made it red. <laughs> <laughs> so more stuff coming up. Any uh, plans for lifting tires or not there yet? I found that uh, I'm not a, 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 I don't like the idea of a two inch lift, uh, but the Mopar uh, lift uh, is two inches, and I didn't like the idea of it being $2,100 and needing to be installed by like the dealership to maintain your warranty, or at least that part of the warranty. Uh, but I found it at Amazon for $1,200. So I need to contact uh, Chris and his group over there. To find out uh, if uh, if I get it, oh, the, the and it price comes, match. It comes, yeah, <laughs> it, it comes in one of those. No, I'll just order it from from Amazon. Uh, it comes in one of those Jeep boxes, Josh. Those are Jeep oh, boxes. where it's like the Jeep is actually burned into the side of the wood. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, except it's the FCA coming after your ass <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instead of a boulder. <laughs> so Facebook Marketplace had one of those for on sale for a hundred bucks. Somebody was selling their empty crate for a hundred bucks last week. Uh, it's cool. I mean, a Quadratech. If you look, if you watch their videos, they've actually taken one of those crates and and uh, and put it into the wall. So they have, you know, the wooden stuff, and then they have the, yeah. the, the end of the boxes in, in the wall. And it really gave a, a really nice look to it. I guess, I guess when you have a lot of money, you can do stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Mopar's two of them because his wife got parked in them. 
Mopar wooden Jeep performance crate is going uh, on sale for uh, one hundred and fifty two ninety five on eBay right now. Yeah, I have no place. Right. I have no place to keep it. But damn it, I'm not selling that thing. But no, <laughs> they're twenty nine inches tall. You can put them for coffee table or end tables on your. I couch. was going to say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, right. that's going to happen. Or coffee table. That's you know, big <laughs> yeah. piece of glass. That's all you need. Yeah, like I'm not single, dude. <laughs> <laughs> those are make, those make are the things that you can do when you're single, you know. Life has to sign order. off on this. Yeah, <laughs> but well, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of table. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at that. I, I don't know that I'm going to initially go that direction. I want to find out from uh, from my friends at uh, uh, South Fork. Uh, oh God, South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and uh, see what the see what I can find out that it'll cost to have it installed. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with installing it myself as long as it's not going to affect the a hundred thousand mile warranty that I have on the on the Gladiator. Uh, so looking at that, uh, I spoke with uh, with Paul. I don't think I, I I think I can talk about this. Spoke with Paul at Nexon, and uh, Nexon is going to uh, supply me with some thirty uh, five inch uh, Nexon Rodeo uh, Rodian MTX uh, tires. Uh, he said as soon as they get in stock and uh, they can get the boat here. <laughs> from across the across the pond because you know they're having they're definitely having some logistic issues so uh, i'm lo- looking forward to that i don't have to have a lift from everything i've been reading to put those 35s on the gladiator there's enough room uh for it not to rub and and, and not and being able to turn uh with the the 35s on it so uh, I, yeah, but you won't have any up travel. You won't be able to take it off road. No, I'm not. Right. I'm not really planning on off road right now. I mean, I've got a, an XJ for that. And of course, that was the whole reason for getting the Gladiator was uh, being right, able to right. do that. And uh, but but if I can get the 35s on there and do the the lift later, uh, then uh, that would be uh, that would be good because I'm spending lots of money now. Well, Tony, if uh, just suggest uh, the AEV has a nice two inch spacer lift for Gladiator. I know a couple guys that have the Mojave, and they don't want to mess with that great suspension and they're putting the two inch spacer lift it's under five hundred dollars it gives a nice uh hey. picks up the front end and you know you, it, because it's new maybe go with go with that and it's a little pricey for a spacer lift but i have a i have the spacer lift on my jk it's the most complete spacer lift it's not just pox i mean they put everything back to where it needs to go um nice you might be able to tell me about this i was looking at leveling kits you know of course it's a truck and they have the nose down uh, further than the 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 area that you uh haul stuff in and uh if if i could just get a little more clearance up front you know like what you're saying doing doing the the pucks uh for the leveling kit and it it was like 165 dollars and i was looking at a little bit inch and a half two inches uh just for the front uh but the problem is is that the uh, shocks have to be replaced uh, because you are, you know, going outside the, the length of the shock at that, that point, or at least that's what they implied. So well, did you have to change the so- the shocks? No, a, a, the, a, the AV, yeah, the AV kit comes with shock extension brackets. Okay, the, yeah, the, that's the other way to do The JT kit comes with them as well. Yep. All right, cool. I need new drag links for your sway bar. That's about it. it the, J, the JT kit comes with that. The JK uh, comes with brackets to extend them. I put on the JKS uh, uh, adjustables for my JK. But, uh, yeah, the AEV kit comes with all of it. It's a straight bolt-in. And you even get the uh, ProCal, which is the, uh, the plug-in to recalibrate. And looking at their website on the Sport, um, the Sport Sahara North American, you can run a 35,250 with the spacer kit and the Rubicon nice. the Mojave can run a 37 1250. 
I really wow. like the idea of uh, of doing the Mopar simply because it's uh, I, it may not be the best one to go with, uh, but this from the standpoint of that it's uh, it's more con- uh, cohesive. It, 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 you're you're sticking with the you know the manufacturer type thing, and I like the idea of uh, not uh, giving the dealer. And I don't think I'll have any problem with South Fork, but if I went to another dealership for some reason, uh, and I because I had to. Uh, and they say, "Oh, uh, you got this lift on here. You, you can't do that because that, you know, made your uh, gas cap pop off." You know, it's like, "Come on, dude!" Uh, but uh, you voided your warranty with the bedliner, so I think we're at a moot point at this point. Yeah, extra paint always <laughs> does that. <laughs> but anyway, well, uh, uh, so things are going, things are moving along, and uh, uh, the the next thing I'm going to be doing is uh, investigating. Uh, the flat towing because it really would be nice to uh, uh, actually get the uh, XJ off road, which is the reason why I got this thing. Lots yeah, of sure lots of cool stuff coming that, here. Uh, that flat towing is pretty easy. In terms of clearance, ever becomes an issue. Keep an eye out for people taking off the a Rubicon set of fenders off the JT to swap the fenders. That's out. a that's a great idea. I forgot about yeah, that because the Rubicons that's, that's are likely to happen. That, that's what I did in my JL is. I swipe out the fenders, and that's two inches of clearance instantly. Wow, that yeah. much! Yeah, right. Dang. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Quite a bit. Because somebody, yeah. somebody's going to swap out their their fenders, and uh, yeah, that would be a perfect situation because that would uh, definitely give me a lot of clearance on the uh, uh, on the uh, the uh, sport the sport is. Right. Or even uh, even a takeoff Rubicon, a JT Rubicon suspension, uh, because then the JL and the JT that there's the suspension is actually taller is my understanding. I, I think it's I an inch. Run. I think the factory uh, th- factory suspension is an inch taller. Yes. So if you got that in the fenders from a, a new Rubicon, it'd be all OEM. Oh, I found that some white. The 325 bucks, Tony. <laughs> for what? The uh, suspension or the uh, fender? No, the for, the, for the fenders. But oh, it's, uh, yeah, that's it, great. it's, they're 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 white. It wouldn't work out for you. Oh, that's right. They got to be color match. I forgot about that. The spray paints for. Yep. <laughs> rattle rattle. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is in my weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. Been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. Yeah. You like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps. I like it for the, the technical, clear content, uh, advice, and learning. Attention, rant bastards! Keep an eye on your mailbox for the uh, Jeep Talk Show. No longer a rat bastard honor badge. They're going out. Uh, well, at, at, at this moment, well, not not actually at this moment, but you know what I'm talking about. So you could become as soon as he gets, <laughs> you can <laughs> you can become a uh, a paid subscriber by going to JeepTalkShow.com and uh, looking at the various packages we have available there. The only one that uh, you Nobody don't... Nobody wants to see your package, Tony. We've talked about it. <laughs> the only it. one that uh, doesn't get you something is uh, the one with uh, Josh's ugly mug on there with the, the googly eyes. <laughs> so the thirty nine ninety five or certainly the $100 a year subscriptions will uh, net you some goodies from the Jeep Talk Show. 
Chris, I've been hearing on the news there's some really great deals to be had on trade-ins. Yeah, Tony, thank you. First of all, my name is Chris Godwin. I'm the owner of South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And, Tony, we really thank you for your business. It was not just us selling a vehicle or you buying one. We were able to build a strong relationship, and I'm glad that uh, we're now together and talking about Jeeps. But, yeah, the world news, if you've heard it, is talking about if you have an extra car in your driveway or you want to trade, now is the time, whether you want to sell it outright to South Fork Dodge or you want to uh, trade it in for a new one. Inventory is tight, but we have plenty of it because of our new Jeep facility. So if you're wanting to buy a new Jeep, Dodge Ram, any of it, come see me, and I can guarantee you an outstanding value on your vehicle right now. With tight new car markets, that makes used car trade-ins worth. There's no off-leases coming to the dealership, so we have to get them from customers, and that means paying top dollar. Man, that's great. I'm enjoying the hell out of my Gladiator, Chris, and I thank you for making it such a wonderful experience. So go over to South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram uh, located in uh, Manville, Texas? Manville, Pearland. Most people say Pearland. It's at 288 and Magnolia Drive, right? One exit past 518 in the Pearland Town Center. Call 1-800-LOW-PRICE. Ask for Chris, the owner. I'd be glad to take care of you. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, last week you talked about the host organizing wheeling events to meet us mere average normal people. Yeah, I've called myself normal. <laughs> Normal-ish, maybe. But I'd like to point out that uh, I, as well as several of us, have wheeled with uh, Tammy. And let me tell you, she is badass <laughs> on the trails. Plus, she's fun to hang around with. Because you don't expect her. a soccer mom to have a mouth like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right. Tony, I can't believe you forgot, and I posted the picture on uh, Jeep Talk Show Facebook page to help remind you. But we've met at SEMA before. <laughs> and Josh, we have, we have never formally met, but I can't hang out with you because you're my direct competition on the competitive eating circuit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. That's just the way it is. And Wendy, I would love to come out and wheel with you, but you're in California. And I'm sorry. I still believe there's warrants for me out there. <laughs> Plus, with me being a, a Southern boy, uh, I find California people weird and strange. Although you're in Northern California, so that's not as bad as the Southern California. I guess I, I think it's the closer you get to the equator, the more fried their brains are. That's right. I just insulted pretty much the whole state of California. So please send your hate mail to the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that Wendy, my lovely wife, who is not from California, but is from Florida. Oh, wow. Which is like the California of the East. And again, people of Florida, please send your hate mail to <laughs> the Jeep Talk Show. But anyhow, Wendy asked me if I would clear the dinner table. There we and go. you know, I had to take a very long running start, but I did. <laughs> yes. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. That's it. <laughs> That's how you get out of being asked twice to clear the dinner table. <laughs> you know, the sliding glass door was never the same, but you know, he did it. <laughs> what is going on, Jeep Talk Show? This is Gary P., a.k.a. Dixie Overland, uh, who joined your Zoom group uh, a few weeks back. I uh, just wanted to give a big Jeep wave to Jeep Talk Show, and probably more specifically Tony, uh, for the acquisition of a Gladiator. So, uh, from one Gladiator wow. owner to another, congratulations on that. I know you'll be extremely happy with it. 
I did hear that uh, you were wondering why there were some gladiators that had the uh, word Jeep on the back of the tailgate and why some had the word gladiator on the back. There's actually a kit that you can buy to replace the Jeep letters. There's a few companies that make it. I actually have it on my gladiator, and uh, it's made by a company called Hawk Designs. That's uh, H-A-U-K Designs. Um, it takes about, I don't know, uh, it's about a two- to three-beer job. Uh, you just have to take <laughs> your time with it to put it on there and get the uh, letters lined up with the template. But afterwards, it's actually a pretty stunning change, if you ask me, to the back of the tailgate to sort of complete the look. Anyway, just wanted to give you a congratulations, a shout-out, and, um, you know, as a shameless plug, uh, if anybody wants to check out our YouTube channel, look up Dixie Overland on YouTube, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Anyway, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yep, we'll have to check that out. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, the Gladiator logo that's on the back of those uh, those uh, Gladiators. I, I did find out that was a kit that you can buy and put on there. But uh, interestingly enough, the Jeep logo is coming off my tailgate and the Jeep talk show with a blacked out banner across the back of the tailgate is going to be replacing it. So it'll have uh, the words Jeep talk show uh, on a nice, uh, I guess it's like a white lettering. Uh, Josh, right. I just shared that with you in, uh, in, in chat. And uh, so you can see that the, uh, the plan is uh, for that. And that's going to be happening next week over at Underground oh, okay. Graphics. Uh, with uh, Greg Lilly, which we've actually interviewed on the show a couple of times. Uh, we're going to be doing that and looking forward to getting the graphics on there. Now, I will mention that my wife, well, I was telling my wife, you're going to have to take me over there probably and drop me off or pick me up uh, so uh, Greg can uh, do all these new uh, stickers and graphics on there. And uh, she goes, you're putting the big the big Jeep Talk Show stickers on it? I said, of course. And she goes, I was hoping we were going to be able to enjoy it for a little while longer. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, well I said, done. Nope, well we're not. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting Hopefully taking this. Play for a little longer. I'm looking forward to taking this gladiator places and so people can see it and I can talk to them. And even if I'm not going off road because I don't have the the, uh, the the flat towing set up yet, I want to be able to go out and meet people and uh, talk to people out there. And uh, this this gladiator is going to be. I'm not going to have to worry about overheating on the highway. Thank God. If I start talking about uh, overheating with the Gladiator, uh, the next thing you'll hear is a gun going off and a bullet going through my head. Seriously, though, right? No, hey, real quick, um, with that last voicemail, uh, Gary from from PA there with Dixie Overland. Um, first off, Gary, one hell of a set of pipes on you. You work for radio? I mean, this guy's got one of those voices. I just, I, he sounds like a guy who's been on radio or something like that. Any, any event. Um, uh, he mentioned um, Hawk Designs. I swear to God, we've talked about how uh, Kenny Hawk before on the show or have had him on the show. The name Hawk Designs and, 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 and Kenny Hawk, it sounds ex- extremely familiar to me. I don't know why I can't put it on. Nothing's popping up in my searches, but I swear that we've talked to him or talked about him on the show before. Uh, so yeah, there's there's that. It's really cool. Yeah, you can definitely tell uh, that uh, he's got that an- announcer, the Bob Euchre uh, voice, if you will. Just a, a certain timber and, t- and tenor of voice that, that cert- some people have. They've they've got it, and if they know how to use it, and it might be just natural to him, but it sounds trained. It, it sounds like he's like he's used his voice for a living type of thing. I don't know. Right. Just 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 me. Voiceover artist being over analytical. 
You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Howdy ho, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and we're going to be talking with uh, Chris Godwin. Of uh, You're going to have to help me out on this, Chris. I always mess it up. I mean, the South Fork I can get because that was uh, the Dallas show. It was called South Fork. That's where all the, all the action happened, the main action on the show. Yes, I am very familiar with Dallas. That was the show that I watched with my parents on the couch. <laughs> uh, we knew when it was coming up and coming on. And, of course, there was only three stations back then. If uh-huh. that gives you indication yeah. how, I'm old, how old I am, Channel 2, 11, and 13, 26 came shortly after. But, yes, the reason we're called South Fork is because the street uh, right uh, parallel with 288 is South Fork and now known as Magnolia. South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. I always remember it because of the CDJR. Yeah, that's exactly what Deadpool told me the other day when we were sitting in my brand new uh, 2021 uh, Jeep Gladiator. And, you know, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Deadpool. I wanted to ask you about that guy. Um, now, he's a recent addition to your uh, sales staff, and I think that, that you guys knew of him beforehand uh, as a customer. Uh, I got to ask you, I mean, you had, I'm sure you had an opportunity to, to get to know him before he came on board. So you kind of knew what you were getting, but it had to be a little concerning that his his name was legally Deadpool. Was uh, did, was there any kind yeah, of so sanity checks that you guys surrounding this? It was a mystery at best, <laughs> and uh, you know some of the mystery was, or some of the rhetoric was is that he did some stunt doubling for the real Deadpool uh, from the movies. You know, I haven't really got down to the bottom of it, but if he legally changed his name to Deadpool, I, I figure I've got to call him that. Now, he was a great customer, uh, sent us lots of referrals. Matter of fact, we've actually been on the road, headed down I-10 to some trails and, and, and run into each other if, and at Harishkis, if you know where that is, on the way to Hidden Falls. So uh, uh, a great customer, came and visited me every time he was by the office, very loyal to the dealership. Uh, and then he said, you know, things have kind of, the bottom's fallen out of, you know, the industry that he was in with COVID, and I want to come sell cars. And, you know, the first thing we always hear from a customer that wants to now be an employee is, but I like cars. Well, everybody likes cars. Just because you like them doesn't mean you can sell them, right? It's a whole right. different uh, transition to get into sales. And uh, to be honest with you, a little bit, uh, everybody was a little worried about how he would do. And he has really surprised us. He has come on strong. He's loyal. He's faithful, hardworking. He's an enthusiast of the product. So it's worked out really, really well. That's great. Uh, so, uh, I wasn't going to ask you how he was doing just on the, the downside that you're getting ready to let him go, but I'm glad you threw that in there. So he'll, he'll be happy so, to hear that. <laughs> so far it's always good, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. He's a good guy. I like giving him a hard time. Uh, and you got to give him a hard time because the, the gentleman that uh, listens to the show regularly, uh, David, a friend of his, uh, another military uh, individual uh, actually contacted uh, Deadpool and let him know that we were. I, I was interested in uh, finding a good dealership that I could work with, and uh, and I think everybody knows I have taken delivery on the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, 
And uh, I have, was very happy with the process. Uh, whenever we first went, my wife and I first went over there, we sat down in Chris's office, and I think you you spoke with us for a good 30 minutes. And I, I, I just thought that was fantastic that you would take the time uh, to sit down and just uh, go through a lot of things. And uh, actually, that's one of the reasons why you're here tonight, because you told me so many great things behind the scenes of a dealership that I had no idea what was going on. And I thought it would be great to let our listeners know uh, all the things that you have to contend with so they could better understand uh, what process, why the process is what it is whenever they're trying to get a new vehicle. Uh, and especially so if they've uh, chosen to go to uh, uh, South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. I think I, I remembered the CDR thing that you were talking about. That was perfect. That was perfect. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I well, I got to tell you, Tony, one of the things that is extremely frustrating for me is how many people believe what they hear what, uh, and not necessarily what may be the truth. I always say facts are enemy of the truth. You remember that blue dress, gold dress thing, and depending upon which way yep. you looked at the picture, it could be either one, Absolutely. right? You could convince yourself one way or the other, it was blue or it was gold. You know, facts are enemy of the truth. What you see is what you believe. And if you have physical evidence or proof, then that's what you begin to believe. And when going into a car dealership, we all have these thoughts of what is happening, which may be our perception, but not actually the truth. And so I love any opportunity to educate people about the truth of the car business without any uh, uh, shadowing, without any, you know, without hiding the truth whatsoever, because it's really not that hard. It's a business just like any other that has to make money in order to survive. If it treats customers well, people will come back and customers have to understand that dealerships have to make a profit to pay these big old franchise required facilities and everything that goes along with them. It's just numbers. It's math. One plus one equals two. Two minus three equals negative one. And nobody ever wants to be in the red, right? Oh, yeah. It works. So I I love spending time with customers. And and honestly, that's one of the reasons that I, I, I believe people should pick out a dealership. I always tell people when I go, and this is a great lesson for people, uh, Tony, great lesson. You know, if you start to get a little bit of money, you really need to choose. One of the things, the toughest thing you'll choose in life is who you're going to bank with or specifically who is going to be your banker, right? If you start to put a little money together, that decision becomes relatively important, right? Absolutely. And if I can't walk into a bank and and go straight to a banker who will give me the time, then I'm not going to bank with them because I can't afford to, uh, uh, um, with all the leverage that I have, to call up on the phone and wait three hours to talk to somebody. I need answers right now, whether I'm trying to do a wire in, wire out. I have to have a personal banker, both professionally and personally. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you've been in the situation where you go give some, try to give somebody your business and they just don't seem to be that interested in in having it. And that was one of the reasons why I reached out to our listeners because I wanted the dealership that I could work with and would listen to me and take the time. And I didn't want to abuse that. Uh, I I think I, I maybe contacted Ben, 10 or 12 times asking him, is it there yet? Is it yet there yet? Since I had to order the, the, the gladiator, <laughs> but I did try not to abuse you, you guys, uh, uh, goodwill. So, uh, one of the things that always comes to my mind is dealerships are making an insane amount of money whenever they're selling me a Jeep or whatever vehicle they have. So it's my goal to talk them down until their teeth bleed. Uh, I got to get it down to the real, uh, what it really, uh, they can still make money, but something that's more realistic. 
And I think one of the things you told me, that's really not the case. You guys don't have uh, really uh, thick margins on, uh, on these vehicles. No, and it's, it's been, again, facts are enemy of the truth. Come look at the invoice. Any, you know, a lot of people back in the 70s and 80s made fake invoices and stuff like that. The business is way too modernized for that. Every vehicle has an invoice. There's a 3% holdback. That's what we pay for the car. The biggest mistake is, is people, you know, which is wrong, People think we pay invoice for a car. That's not what we pay for a car. We actually pay invoice minus 3%. It's called holdback. Originally, when invoices were created, the 3% was to pay for the cost of inventory uh, because it's likely that you're not going to sell the car the first day it gets there. And so there's going to be some interest costs to carrying inventory. Whether you're carrying widgets or forty or $50,000 cars, those are financed with, with whoever your floor plan company is. Mm -hmm. And uh, so even if you, but if you're talking about true cost, it's invoice minus the 3%. Okay. That is what we own the car for, but that's just what we own the car for. And, and I always ask people like this, Tony, if you own a widget business and uh, your wholesaler comes in and sells you a widget for $10, what is your cost? And I get the same answer, $10. No, that's not your cost. That's what it costs you to inventory the widget, but then you have to have a retail uh, a store to sell the widget. You have to have a receptionist to answer the phone. You have to have a salesman to sell the widget. You have to have some guy in the warehouse that stocks the, and organizes the widgets. You have to turn the lights on. You have to pay the phone bill. You have to pay the real estate. You have to pay the taxes. So your widget really costs $13, $14, $15, right? Well, people know our cost, let's say in the widget scenario, is $10, and they want to try to get it down to $10. Well, that's not our cost just because that's what we paid for it. And unlike anything else you shop for, like furniture, you can't go online and find out what somebody paid for furniture, but you can easily go online and find out what anybody pays for any make or model car, and a dealer will probably even show you. But that doesn't mean that's what they paid for it. You have what we call the cost of delivery or delivery expense, which is all of those other items attached to the cost that make or give you a true and actual cost. Right. Did, I, did I explain that in a way where anybody could understand it? <laughs> it makes sense to me. I mean, uh, the widget price with the 10 and the 15 makes sense. And people don't take that into account as far as it costing things, the, you know, for all, all the other items that you have to have to, just to run the business. But one of the things that I, uh, that I've, I, I just found interesting for, for what you had said was uh, the interest that you have to pay. I, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, out of the goodness of, uh, in this case, Jeep's heart, they uh, send you a Jeep, and now uh, you know maybe you uh, you're on the nut for having to, to pay for it. So uh, you need to get rid of it, otherwise you're going to have to buy it at some point. Uh, but you're having to pay interest on on that there because you actually had to get a, a loan of sorts to be really able to. Interesting get fact. Really, this is really. When do you think the manufacturer counts the vehicle as sold? I bet you they when report the, it sold. They report it sold to. To all the organizations that you I mean, you, you, I'm sure you've turned on the news and they've talked about a manufacturer and how many they've sold and they're the leading manufacturer. When do you think, Tony, they report the vehicle is sold? I bet it whenever they put it on the uh, the boat to send it to wherever it goes. Uh, just guessing. Yeah, they report it sold when it's when uh, when they've invoiced us. That doesn't mean it's sold, right? Because right. we. To you and I would think it's not sold until whoever the end user is. No, they report it sold when it's sold to us, which means we own it at the time. We can't ever send it back. We have to, just like other businesses, if that vehicle becomes stale, we've owned it too long, we have to write it down or create reserves to write the vehicle down 
to its uh, value at that time. Just like anybody would have to write down a stock position or or real estate losses or you know depending upon which industry you're in. We own we own that vehicle as soon as we get it. We can't send it back to them. And that interest rate that we pay to finance and inventory that car right now is two point six nine percent. And it, you know, it it goes based upon the LIBOR rate. So, you know, last the year before last, it was four point seven five percent. You know, this makes me think. I remember uh, the whole idea of uh, working for tips. You know, because you get very little money except for tips, and it, that would just scare the hell out of me. Now I've been scared worse because now I'm looking at uh, in your situation having millions of dollars of inventory that you're responsible for. <laughs> yeah, when I, I always tell everybody, when I wake up the first of every month. I have somewhere between a million and a million point uh, two, uh, 1.2 million in expenses. That's a hard, you know, <laughs> that's why I'd I'm stay in 49, bed. but look 59. <laughs> <laughs> I'd stay in bed, man. That's, that's I mean, I, you've gotten used to it. You know what you can do. So you've been through it. I'm sure that's the way people that work for tips do. They know they can make it. and uh, They just have to, Wrong. to, to go you through it. You never get used to it. It still haunts you. <laughs> Even though you somehow get over it every month, it haunts you because it's like start. It's like you, it, we call it from hero to zero. You you get past your costs or your expenses, and you make a little bit of money, and you got to start over and try again, and it haunts you. Yeah, it's a monthly thing then. So each month, it's the same thing again. You you're, you're concerned. You're watching the numbers all month. Ah, looks like we're going to be okay. And then once you're done with the month, it's like here we go again. Oh my gosh, how yeah. long how long you been doing this? Thirty years. And now that's what I signed <laughs> up for. I grew up in a double wide trailer in Tomball, Texas, and uh, you know barely graduated high school and you know, worked, worked hard and worked smart. And, you know, did you, you, we always hear this. I love to tell this story to anybody that'll listen. You know, one of the, the questions I ask any employee that's interviewing for a job with me is, would you rather work hard or would you rather work smart? And the answer is the same 95% of the time. What do you think they say? I would hope smart. Well, actually in an interview, they probably, they probably say hard because they're sucking up. No, no, no. They say smart. Okay, good. That's what we've been. That's what we've been taught our whole lives. Is hey, don't work hard, work smart, so you don't have to work hard. Well, that's the wrong answer. I tell them the answer is if you ever want to get to where I am, you have to work, do both. Why would you choose one or the other? Why can't you work hard and smart? And uh, and that's the right answer. And it's the only reason I'm lucky enough to be in a position I am is because I realized that at a very young age. Just because you have some success, you don't stop. And figure out what you did right and only uh, rely on that. You've got to continue to work hard, and that, that's the wake up early, stay late, and work the whole day through. Right. So let me ask you this. Uh, one of the things I was always wondering, and actually when I went to the Jeep site to try to configure up a, 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 a Gladiator for myself, they at the very top they have uh, buy or lease. And I never have liked the idea of leasing. I mean, it's nice from the standpoint of having – uh, a lower monthly payment, but I don't like the idea of the potential of not being able to make modifications, especially in a Jeep. From your opinion, what, what's, what's the reason to buy? What's the reason to lease a Jeep? Okay, so th- this is easy, easy question, easy to answer. You know, uh, once you start getting a conglomerate of people to answer the same question, the smartest way to buy a car is to pay cash for it and drive it till the wheels fall off. We all know that most <laughs> of us can't do that, right? Yeah, right. The second best way is to buy a one-year-old used car that somebody's already taken the depreciation. Yep. Okay. The third way is to lease, and the fourth way is to buy. So uh, generally, the best option starts 
you know, with the choice between leasing and buying. Smart people lease. If you look at Mercedes, BMW, Audi, all those people lease because they're going to put ten to 15,000 miles a year. If they put more than that, they buy the miles in early. They depreciate it. They're able to write off the full amount of their payment plus wear and tear against the, uh, uh, either, you know, some company they have, whether it's underwater basket weaving or some oil company, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 get a business and they write it off against that business even if they show a loss to protect themselves from taxes. So and then the last way is to to purchase and to purchase on short term financing, thirty six or forty eight months, half of a half of a lengthy term is what people do. And then the last is to finance it with no money down and finance it for eighty four months so you can afford the payment. But that's what most people do, right? Right. So uh, there is no problem with leasing, even if you're going to make uh, aftermarket. Uh, uh, you know, if you're going to upset a vehicle, they're not going to hit you for that. They're going to, uh, and that's what most most people's fear is. And even some people will modify the vehicle and then strip it back down and use those modifications for their next vehicle and keep the original parts. You know, people do that. But there's no reason not to lease, especially with the high residual uh, values of a Jeep. Now, the only thing I would tell you, if you're into extreme off-roading and there's going to be body damage and all those kind of things, yeah. If you're going to plan to maybe make it a uh, a uh, buggy one of these days, yeah, don't lease it. Right. You know, do short term financing someplace. Yeah, but, but if, other than if, if you're a mild off roader, yeah, crawlers, yeah. And, and people that are going, you know, on some trails are going to have some minor scratches and stuff. I wouldn't be in fear of it. All right. So now that that begs another question: when you when you start making modifications and and you don't go with the Mopar modifications like the two inch Mopar lift uh, that I think runs about twenty one hundred dollars, uh, and then have it installed by a, a dealership maybe like yourself. I mean, you guys may do that. I'm not, I'm not for sure. Uh, but how does that affect the 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 three year warranty or the special uh, dr- uh, drivetrain warranty that you guys offer, which is, uh, I think, 10 years or 100,000 miles. Is that correct? Yep. So modifications, unless they're done in factory specs, are not covered by the manufacturer, including our lifetime powertrain warranty. So if you go lift the vehicle, and it's not within manufacturer specifications. Now, I can tell you, on 18 and a half and newer Jeeps, they have expanded the modifications uh, criteria so there's a lot more covered than ever has been before oh good but i have i have never had a customer complain when they have the mopar lift yes is it three four five six seven hundred dollars more than the lift you're looking at from rock crawler or whoever mm-hmm. yes that that is probably true there's no doubt that the manufacturer's product is always more expensive that's where they get their leverage right sure, sure. but they also have the most expense to building it so but i've never had a customer that has had the Mopar equipment. And now Mopar even makes gears for people that want to gear up the vehicle. Oh, nice. When they, when they come in to get, if you do the calibration kit, you lift it within manufacturer specs, you add the Mopar gears, you are absolutely covered regardless. They're going to cover you because they it's counterproductive to say, hey, buy our product and then not cover it. Oh, absolutely. Now, if you go do the aftermarket, as long as it's not related to the repair, right? Obviously, if you do a lift and you got bad ball joints that are supposed to be covered by the manufacturer, you're going to be out. But if it's something not related, they're going to cover it. They have to be able to measure that it's related to the uh, uh, to the accessories that you put on. If they can't, they have to pay for it and fix it. And one of the reasons we talked earlier about you know how you choose your dealer 
one of the reasons people choose us is because choose us is because we leverage every possibility to get it covered, whatever yeah. it takes. Good, I like hearing that because you know I like doing stuff myself. I've done all the work on my XJ over the last twenty three years that I've owned it, and I was planning on doing the same thing to this. So whenever I'm looking at doing a lift, and of course I'm learning that it doesn't require much of a lift to get it up high. Uh, when I pulled it to the driveway next to my wife's uh, uh, 2003 TJ that's got a four-inch lift on 33s, this thing is almost the same height as it is just from the factory on these little 31-inch uh, tires. So uh, lots, I, lots of clearance. Yeah, lots and of clearance. People, people are extremely comfortable with get, going out and taking their factory rims and putting 37-inch tires on it. Yep, that's what I'm. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, and you get that because it has a large natural clearance in the factory, and then you get the clearance with the 37 inch. Most people don't buy the three and a half inch. As a matter of fact, I I think they discontinued. They don't buy the three and a half inch lift anymore because you can get the lift you want with a two and a half inch and with tires. And most people don't want more than that. Yeah, I mean, it, this, keeping the center of gravity uh, gra- uh, center of gravity low is always a good thing in a Jeep, especially when you don't want to roll it over. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of having a, a, a kind of having a longer thought thought about this as far as how much I want to lift it. Um, so what you're telling me is is that uh, as long as it can't be directly related, I mean I think the ball joints was a, a, a good example. I mean you certainly can uh, expect to have uh, uh, more ball joint wear if you've got larger tires and it puts, puts more torque uh, on those ball joints uh, for uh, for it to uh, to go bad quickly. Uh, but as far as the the like, like if you've got the 3.6 like I do engine, uh, if you have a, a major uh, problem with it, I, frankly I'm just nervous because it's not a Jeep 4.0 liter engine because the, the 4.0 <laughs> yeah. is yeah, just bulletproof and the 3.6 the 3.8 really disturbed me, but at least now the 3.6 has a, a better reputation. But I, I'm still not seeing it going uh, 300,000 miles. It, maybe it can. Yeah, so maybe you know that it can. But I it just it makes me nervous. It can. It can. They've had some few pro- a few problems here along the way. Right. We've all heard them, and and we know we know when we own Jeeps, there's a certain amount of repair that comes with it, especially when we're you know going to the extremities with it, and then there's some other problems that we shouldn't have, like the, you know the, the misfires. But Jeeps good about covering their stuff when it has problems. There's inconvenience to having to bring it in. We try to make that inconvenience as little as little as frustrating right. to make the experience as least frustrating as possible. But uh, uh, but they're good. I'm really surprised that they're 2.0. How much torque that that thing has, and how how little problems they've had from that engine. I still and can't believe that. I still can't believe that's what Deadpool went with on his Jeep because I, I would just think to myself, "No, I'm not getting that thing." <laughs> I would have gone three six. Here at I am, least. the dealer, and I'm not. A, I'm not a. I, I, I'm an enthusiast. I, I've been off road quite a few times, but I got the 2.0 liter because most of my driving is up and down really? the freeway, and I want enough power to get up on the freeway. I love it. I haven't had any problems with the the 2.0. I've off roaded it. It has plenty of torque. I love it, especially for the gas mileage and, and pulling power. And then this 4XE, it goes like, I don't know, 0 to 60 in 3 seconds, and it can survive in 39 inches of water. I mean, I can tell you the technology is way past my ability. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, we've been making fun of the 4XE on the show because it's electric, and I think it, you can do all of 20 miles on the, on the electric motor. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I don't know enough about it to, to parade it around, but, but and I'm a... 
uh, you know, everybody that I know grew up in the oil field, so it's oh, hard yeah. for me to go all ele- all electric. No, and, uh, you know, uh, electric is certainly the future. It's just I just don't think we're there yet with the the, the power source. We need something that's a, a much longer power source. I mean, when you start talking about five hundred thousand miles of range. Uh, with electric yeah. motor, especially in something in a lifted Jeep. Oh, my God, that would be the holy grail of torque and distance and everything. It'll be wonderful once it's here. Uh, hopefully, I'll survive to that time. Well, I'm exactly the opposite. Hopefully, I won't survive unless oh, really? there's some type of tra- transitional period for all my fellow friends that have survived. I mean, I don't, you know, when here, here's the example I give, Tony. My son uh, worked at Chili's. I worked at McDonald's. But let's use Chili's. If anybody's been into Chili's recently, that's anywhere near, you know, Texas. I don't know where how far Chili's expands across the United States, but I know you got a lot of listeners from everywhere. But my son uh, worked at Chili's, and he lost his job because they went to uh, having customers order on that little iPad thing right at the table. Right. And those jobs are necessary to create good young men and women that know how to serve customers. You're correct. And that. You know, I worked at McDonald's. I learned some of the things that I still use today. If you have time to clean, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean or clean as you go that I've brought into my adult life. And, you know, people have been raised in the oil fields and and things like that. And this technology is going to put a whole generation of workers, you know, out of work. And so it sits hard with me. I know I'm hoping there will be some kind of transitionary, you know, I mean, opportunities for yeah. them. it just well, scares me well i think so. it will i mean uh the, because you know there was a time whenever the, everybody drove uh, or, or rode horses and then they had to uh, then they went over to the automobiles and uh, those people got work and there was still reasons to have horses and i think i think you'll see that with the oil field i mean simply because it's electric doesn't mean it doesn't need grease and a bunch of other things a bunch of other lubricants and also too there's going to be people out there with vehicles uh, for years that aren't going to be electric. Uh, so I, I think it'll be a very slow transition. But I, I, I need to, anyway, it's, I'm thinking about the electric motor at each wheel and the computer controlling of, of the spin and the torque. And it just, you know, the whole computerization of the vehicle will just be amazing. Uh, and then they'll have uh, the ability to levitate. So if you get stuck, it'll just take off and go five feet yeah, yeah. and land back down. <laughs> well, that won't be any fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was. Uh, I, I think it was uh, uh, Land Rover was talking about uh, uh, doing the smart driving, so that whenever you got to a obstacle off road, you would actually get out of your vehicle, and the, the the Land Rover would go over the obstacle as best it could and and do whatever it needed to do, not putting the driver or the occupants in danger because they wouldn't be in the vehicle and i thought to myself just shoot me i don't <laughs> what do i need that for <laughs> well jeep has that on the, the the rubicon where you just set it and it 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 tells you how much power and and pulls you right along we did it in moab and it works really well oh, now there's amazing. nothing like filling the power to the pedal and the steering wheel in your hand right you still got to assist it but it's amazing how smart these vehicles are hey man i love star trek love the enterprise but scotty could always put it in manual control that's what i want i want to be able to put it in manual control whenever i want it there i don't like these these knobs and buttons that you do i want levers attached to mechanical things and thank god the transfer case we we tried it we tried it because we had to say we did but it was always better in manual. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like the that's like the guy, the lazy guy. is seeing the pitch, you know, the pitch and roll, mm-hmm. and seeing how far we could get it, you know, at an angle before flipping it over. 
Yeah, you talk about the uh, the manual control. I mean, that reminds me of the the lazy guy that was so lazy he mar- married a pregnant wife. It's just not as yeah. much fun <laughs> as doing it yourself, is what I say. <laughs> I'm not that lazy. <laughs> I'm not. I've never been that lazy. <laughs> So let's switch gears a bit. Now you're an avid jeeper, and and, and we and we just started talking. That's what we do here most of the time is just have a good uh, BS fest on these uh, these interviews. But I didn't actually introduce you. You're you're the actual owner of the dealership, correct? Yep, we have. I actually own two dealerships. Uh, one is a newcomer. This one we, we're in our fifth year. It's Southport Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, and uh, we you know, open our business, you, you got to have a mission statement. Our mission was definitely based upon employees and community, right? Getting people who really care. And that's harder these days. I don't care oh, what yeah. anybody says. It's way harder to get people that care as much. They're just, we're in a different generation and I don't want to put down any generation. Everybody throws around generation X, generation Y, all those things. It's just different. You know, you got older people running businesses and the newer people have the new ideas and we're not as, uh, um, open to listen to those new ideas, but that's where the world is going. And we have this every time we have a new generation. And, uh, you know, we've all heard the uphill both ways in the snow, you know, <laughs> one generation, you know, one or two generations behind uh, ahead of us. So uh, we're going through that, but we've done a great job of getting our employees together, understanding that they're important. And the reason they're important is because if they feel important, they'll treat our customers importantly and uh, and that's kind of how we built our business. We got, you know, I'm out there in the Jeep communities. I'm a member of, you know, every Jeep group that I can possibly think of. And if anybody has a problem, I extend my hand and try to help them even with it, if it's with another dealership. So, uh, you know, that's kind of our foundation here at South Fork Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. And I don't run the day-to-day operations, but we just bought uh, a store in Liberty Dayton and we renamed it Crossroads Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. That's great. I'm glad to hear that uh, this is working out well for you. And and th- does this, this when you have uh, more than one dealership, does that just triple the pressure with uh, with three dealerships? <laughs> uh, you know, the, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Don't remind me. <laughs> especially, especially if you're, you know, everybody thinks you, if you own a car dealership, they see this big building and think you have a bunch of money. Oh, All you're I smoking big small, cigars and... And having a good time. Oh, now uh, before we get too far away from it, uh, the the South Fork dealership is, and and if you're a Texan, you have to say it this way: Manville, Texas. That's where where they're located. No, Manville, Texas. Manville. Manville. Okay. Manville. You can't say Manville. You have to say Manville. I don't want to. I don't want to send them to the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Just look, look up South Fork and and Pearland. It's Manville, Pearland, uh, Manville, Pearland. And uh, everybody knows Manville, Manville and Pearland because they both had high school sports teams that have been to the you know championships, state championships. So mm-hmm. uh, really good schools out here, a lot of talent in the area, known for Friday night lights. And most people, most people know where the dealership. But if they're in the Jeep community, they've heard of us or at least a whisper. Very much and, so. Uh, I saw that on uh, uh, what is it, Westside Jeepers, uh, the group on uh, on Facebook. Uh, they uh, they take uh, speak very highly of uh, South Fork uh, there on their uh, their page. So that was I was happy to see that. I had not heard heard about you guys uh, prior to uh, getting the referral uh, from one of our listeners. But I've been been very pleased. It was a very good experience, as as I mentioned before. And, and we've done that repeat, people, repeatedly on the show. 
Yeah, most people drive past two to three dealerships to get to us. It reflects on our numbers that are were measured by Chrysler, just like any franchise, whether you're talking about McDonald's or, you know, Best Buy, any franchise, if you're, you well, I guess Best Buy's not a franchise, but you know what I mean. If you're, right. if you're a franchisee, the manufacturer measures you by numbers, and the percentage of people that drive past three dealerships to get to us, or and two and or three, there's a different measurement for each, is three times as likely, which is unheard of anywhere in the United States, because they just know, you know what I mean? People are tired of going, and I hate to say this, going to these uh, dealerships that are owned by these big conglomerates where there's no employment. Here's what's different about our store. I'm here every day, as you know, Tony, you bought a car. Right. I'm not afraid to talk to customers. I don't hide in a little glass box. I actually own the dealership. My brother works here. I have family members that work for me at the dealership. Okay. Most of my employees, I know them and I know their families, even if they're not family to me. We, we don't cut. Here's what I tell everybody. Customer service is average these days. That's what everybody expects is to get good customer service. I go by the Warren Buffett rule that you'll never go out of business if you delight your customers. You give them something extra. That may just be meeting me. That may just mean three or four people coming by and saying hello and asking if they need water or coffee. Uh, that may be the cleanliness of the facility uh, or, or somebody wiping down, you know, because, you know, the fear of Corona, wiping down, you know, uh, things that people feel in touch while they're here and seeing that person wipe it down. And that may mean how clean it is outside when they pull up and uh, how people are dressed or not smoking on what we call the point or right out there, right. not vulturing customers. All those things are talked about in our business so that people well, feel differently when they, they arrive here. One of the things I wanted to mention to you that I thought was great, and it was from the very start, it was this way. When it became obvious that you guys couldn't find a, a Gladiator configured the way I exactly the way I wanted it, there was no hemming and hawing about, let's look at this one, let's look at this one. Because, you know, you're on the nut for that one. It's it's better for you to sell one that's on your lot uh, there was nothing, none of that. I realized that that was going to, I was waiting for you to, you guys, somebody, uh, Ben or uh, Deadpool to say, well, what about this one? What about this one? Not at all. Let's order you the, the Jeep you want. Uh, it, this is how long you're going to wait. And it was just, it was top notch, the, the whole thing. And that's exactly what I wanted. And, and I'm sure, I don't think people come into the dealership saying, I'm not so concerned about uh, price. I'm concerned about the experience. And I got the yep, experience, yep. and that was the that's the yep. main thing I wanted. I'm not money bags. I want it cheaper, certainly, but I don't want the hassle of all that crap that 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 you associate car dealerships with. And I didn't have to go through any of that. And so, hats off, absolutely wonderful. I'm telling you guys out there that are listening, if you even if you got to drive a ways, I would go over there to to South Fork. Let me see if I can do it again. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. And check out their inventory, and if they don't have, and, and they tried, you guys tried finding it in the area. Like you've got like 500 uh, uh, different dealers in the uh, around Texas that you could have uh, found that and, and had it shipped over. We, you guys, just couldn't find one like I wanted it, so we ordered it, and it actually came in a lot faster than what we expected. Yeah, the, I'm, let me tell you something. I am all over this ordering thing, and it, you know, dealers have been typical: sell something that's solid, sell what you can see, sell what you can see. Right. And the, all of us, including me, were conditioned of that 
since I was a salesperson. And if you absolutely can't, then you get on the locator and you try to find it out of the dealer. It's now, 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 now. And that's important, especially when you're paying interest on these vehicles uh, every day. But as inventory has gotten tight, more people have started to order. And I jumped on the bandwagon early. I'm all in for this order thing. It's great for the customer. It's great for the dealer. So I don't. I start paying interest once the vehicle gets on the train, and it takes three weeks to get here. So no matter what, I'm going to pay two to three weeks worth of interest on the vehicle, and that doesn't seem like much until you're carrying thirty million dollars worth of inventory, and it adds up pretty quick. Yeah. But when I do an order, there's no dealer ad. So if a customer wants. Uh, something on their vehicle they can get it whether it's window tent or wheel locks or you know what i mean nitrogen and tires and if they don't i don't have to put it on there so they get a better price it costs me less because i don't have to pay any interest on the vehicle or very little interest on the vehicle i can get exactly what the customer wants it arrives and we know it's for you it's cleaned up ready to go think about the time savings from a salesperson going out from vehicle to vehicle excuse me, trying to uh, uh, select one, and it's always good. There's lots of on-the-spot Scots that want to buy, want to see it and touch it and feel it before they buy it. But Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. If you know what you want, this ordering thing is the best. It's best for everybody. Oh, I love it. I got got exactly what I wanted, and uh, we just had a blast with it. I think it was uh, Saturday. We took uh, the doors doors and the freedom uh, panels up front off, and uh, the, we went riding around, and my wife came back and dropped off my youngest daughter and myself, and then left again. She was just enjoying the hell out of that Jeep. And, uh, well, I met, and that's all we I have met here. I met with you, and I knew if it wasn't red, we weren't selling you a car. <laughs> well, she said. <laughs> she says, there's nothing wrong with this red. <laughs> So, Chris, I, I was angling towards the, the other question I wanted to ask you. That, that you're an avid Jeeper. You you own a Jeep. What what Jeep is it that you have? I, I have a 2.0 liter Rubicon, all white, but I got it wrapped. Obviously, if I'm going to be out in a Jeep, I want other people to see South Fork all over it. Sure. But mine's wrapped in the 80s color. If you think Maui Jim and the triangles and the squiggly lines, you, you know, the neon green, neon yellow, neon orange, that's what mine looks like. And and too bad we're audio right now and not visual. But it, it sounds kind of corny. But even the the wheels are lime green. We, we uh, the ring is lime green. Not that's, just, uh, but that's what Jeep you know, should be. Jeep should be bright colors because Jeeps are made to be seen. And I certainly I, I saw that Jeep whenever I was leaving out after picking up the uh, uh, the Gladiator the other day. I saw that Jeep. I did not know that was yours. But sadly, and I just I just want to verify this. It's not red. No, it's not red. It's not red. I'm sorry, Chris. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> I, I like red. Red's one of my favorite colors. I just didn't, oh. I didn't get red. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, well, Chris, I've, I've, ha- I've held you here like we do with all our great interviews that we have. I've held you here way longer than what we planned on doing. And everybody at the show that listens to the show is going, yeah, yeah, you, you like talking to these people, Zodi. <laughs> this is just great information. We've barely scratched it's the surface. Information. It's it, it information. is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm listening now and, 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 Man, it's nice when you can pick up how customers are feeling. You can learn more about the product, whether you're talking to one of your vendors that you've interviewed or, or somebody that you know, you've done business with or heard about. It's real good stuff. You, know, you, you get connected to these things. It's not like going out and buying a, a, a four-door sedan, right? Yeah, oh, this yeah. is an enthusiast vehicle. You can personalize it in so many ways, and you come attached to it. And it's, it's good to be able to exchange information for the better of the group. 
And, and uh, you're uh, you're judged if you the, if you get the wrong kind of jeep or you do the wrong thing to it, you're going to be judged. But you're also going to be welcomed into the family. Until you screw up, yeah. Until until you screw up, brother brother sister, you know, razzing. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, actually, before we get to the the social media stuff, if somebody wanted to contact you guys, uh, like uh, they want to call in, they want to talk to somebody, uh, is there what what number could they call in and actually speak with somebody? Okay, so I'm going to give you the worst number to contact, and that's one eight hundred low price because that gets you to the dealership. It's easy to remember one eight hundred low price. But if you want a personalized experience. Dealers don't do this. Listen to me. My cell phone number is 972-689-8006. That's 972-689-8006. That's my personal cell phone number. I work as many hours as the store is open. Unless I'm out of the country, which unfortunately I don't get to do too often, I answer my phone. Even if I'm by a pool, if I'm out with my kids, everybody knows. What did I tell you earlier in the interview? You can't just work smart. You have to work hard. That means you have to be available. There ain't nothing more than I hate if, I, if I'm trying to buy a house and my real estate, it won't, real estate person won't answer. Nothing I hate more than staying on hold because I got to get something from one of my credit cards. I hate the doctors being on hold. I want somebody that's a decision maker that can give me an answer to pick up the phone. Call me on my cell phone. If I'm if I not available immediately, I will call you back. Or if I'm somewhere where I absolutely can't talk, like by my mother-in-law's bedside during this COVID thing, I will get one of the highest representatives or persons of authority at the dealership to call you back immediately to get you that answer. Now, we can... We can, uh, you know, put you with somebody if you're wanting to look at a car that can show you and show you the features, but you want somebody that's going to get you the answer that you want now, which is, do you have it? Is it available? Can I buy it from you? What's the price? Call me on my cell phone, Tony. Excellent. I was going to ask you about that, but I didn't want to put you on the spot. So I'm I'm glad you offered that up. You probably told me about the cell phone thing, but whenever, whenever we met. So, uh, and, and, and I want to point out, I want to point out something to you guys. These people aren't making Jeeps. You know, Jeep FCA uh, at Ohio made uh, or Toledo made my Jeep. It was uh, a Chris that I bought it from. So they're all about customer service because that's what they have control over. They don't have control over the the Jeep or the manufacturing of it. So you can tell they're all in on the customer service, and that is what the most important thing to me is. And that's why I look for somebody a dealership uh, that would give me a good experience, and they certainly did. So if you guys are as fearful of de- dealing with dealerships as I, I am, I absolutely hate it. It pisses me off. I don't want to get pissed off, especially when I'm paying this this amount of money for something. So South Fork did it for me, and Deadpool did it for me. Do you, uh, Chris, real quick, do you know that Deadpool bought me a cake? No, but that that sounds <laughs> these guys these guys really do. I mean, you uh-huh. would be surprised at the things I see. Like today, somebody brought a big, huge basket of of uh, healthy goods for somebody, one of our employees that said they were trying to lose weight. A customer brought it to us, and oh. that kind of exchange, exchange you know, we have a customer that uh, his grandson, unfortunately, Aggie passed away and has become one of our friends. Literally, I had a customer in my office, Mr. Rodriguez, this morning. He's a Border Patrol agent, and we were just talking. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not sharing a cup of coffee, a laugh, or a story with one of our customers that have uh, become our friends, and that's how we like it. Customers can also reach us at southforkdodge.com. 
that's south, like north and uh, south, south, like spoon and fork, it's fork, southforkdodge.com. Uh, I always tell people, go look at our Google ratings. We have several thousand reviews at 4.7. It's the best in the city for a CDJR store. We're one of only three stores. There's an independent rating for dealerships. It's called Dealer Rater, not R-A-I-D-E-R. It's Rater, L-A-T-E-R, DealerRater.com. We have won the 2019, the 2020, and the 2021 Customer Satisfaction Award. There's only two Chrysler dealers in all of Texas that have won it, only 19 manufacturers total that have won that award, and very few less that have won it three times in a row. That's how well we're treating our customers. Obviously, you can go to Facebook. Not all reviews are perfect, but not all customers are perfect, which is why you're not <laughs> going to get that. Get perfect, you know, a perfect 5.0 with anybody, but it, it's how, if you go look at every uh, good response, that's great. But you're going to get more off the bad responses. Go in there and see. It will be me who responded to the customer that said, what did we do wrong? Let us fix it. Call me and tell, share with me your concerns. And if you've already bought and I can't fix it, tell me so I can fix it for future customers. If it's anything reasonable, we're going to solve it. We're going to solve it for you. Uh, so go do your research on us before you make a decision. And if you want to make a decision, every one of those outlets, Facebook, uh, uh, Google, uh, Dealer Raider, you can send me a message and I will be the one that responds to you. So uh, I actually, th- that reminds me, I do have one complaint that I do want to make. Um, I had a perfectly good window sticker that uh, Deadpool laminated uh, and presented to me with uh, stickers and even the Jeep Talk Show uh, South Fork sticker that you guys were so kind enough to uh, to hand out, uh, make available to your customers. And uh, it, it's not, it's not in the, I can't put it in the window. I can't, it's this, this big laminated thing now. <laughs> so, so he, he actually presented we, me with we, that. And customers then the, in the future like it because everybody you sell your car to down the road is going to want to know, well, what does it have on it? That's and right. you're not going to remember and not have access to it later. So we try to keep it nice and neat. So you have, Hey, this is what my car has on it. This is what you're, if you're trying to buy it, this is what you got. And you know, yeah. and there's, you got a few important uh, uh, things, if I remember, that customers are going to want that are very oh, highly yeah. uh, um, chosen when buying a Jeep. So you oh, need yeah, to be able Max, to show, hey, it has on it. The Max it Tow Package, it. the heavy-duty uh, Dana 44s, their wide track and 410 gears. I tell you what, the 410 is what's going to get people really excited. Uh, because yeah, then you, get the, you got the Max Tow, right? That's right. So yeah, yeah, everybody wants the max tow because that's where you're going to get eight thousand worth of pulling power. Whether you're getting a Sport or a Rubicon, you you want that if you're going to tow something and 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 need it. Yep, yep. quite frankly, I, I've been very. I mean, that was the the, the determining factor. Whenever uh, my co-host Josh was reading about some real world towing examples from this mid-sized truck and uh, the seven thousand six hundred uh, pounds that it was able to tow, I went, man, I got to have this because what's better to tow my XJ out to the uh, off-road park? Than a nice bright red uh, Jeep Gladiator, so I'm going to be uh, not fully wrapping that, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be having the uh, Jeep Toxo stickers put on there. So it'll be uh, well, it'll, it'll be a rolling. You have it when you bought a Jeep to tow a Jeep. I mean that's a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. I mean you know <laughs> I was looking at dropping a bunch of money on a used uh, full size truck, and I thought, well, this is stupid. I can just buy a brand new and use that money to put down on the the Gladiator, and it's great. So, uh, yeah, I, it was a great experience. Uh, and, and, oh, by the way, the cake actually was, uh, it said uh, Jeep Talk Show on, on the cake. So, oh, that's so nice. yeah, that's so, so nice. that was he, funny. He is, he is a very 
thoughtful human being. With a name like Deadpool, you wouldn't know it, but he is. (laughs) Well, Chris, like I was saying, we've only scratched the surface. Uh, Hopefully you can make time for us in the future. We'll get you back on the show, and maybe we can cover a few other other items that we we just didn't cover this time. Uh, It's just uh, your wealth of information. I would love to. I'd love to make people feel better about what they're walking into when they're going to visit a car dealership and understanding uh, uh, how to the best way to buy a car to get a great deal, not feeling like you're taking advantage of. Uh, you know, those are the things I like to talk about. So, if anybody liked the show today and wants to hear more about how to approach a car dealership, whether it be me or somebody else, whether it be our brand or a different one, you know, a lot of people own a Jeep but have a Chevy truck, right? Right. And uh, I don't sell Chevy trucks. But if they want to know how to be uh, be uh, uh, educated when going into the dealership, getting the best deal where it's good for the dealership, but also good for them, those are the kind of questions I love to answer to to, to take out the unknown when going to buy a vehicle. So. Yeah. Well, uh, personally, I don't think I'd buy a Chevy truck. I think I'd just buy a Jeep and I would just go straight to the, the source that already is doing a good job at selling the stuff, which would be you guys. But that's just me. Yeah, well, well, Chris, thank you yeah, so much well, so much for being with us. And uh, my gosh, this kept you so far over. I'm sorry about that. But uh, it was a lot of fun uh, talking to you. And we hopefully we can have you back real soon. Pleasure to do it. Thank you so much, everybody that's listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Wealth of information uh, from them. Certainly, we love to be a part of the show, but we love to be a part of the Jeep community, which is more important to us. If you need me, you know where to find me now. And uh, if I didn't answer a question on here that you have, please feel free to reach out to me, even if it's not in relation to buying a car. I love to help anybody in any way I can, and I think that's what keeps me relevant. I think that's what keeps us all relevant, which is why you do the show. Reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you. So for you guys that are keeping score, and we'll have this in the show notes, that so you can just go to jeeptalkshow.com and, uh, for this episode and, and see the information. But it's uh, South Fork uh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and uh, it's really easy to find. You can just type in uh, South Fork, like South Fork Jeep. That's easy to remember, and it'll take yep. you to Houston. If anybody Googles South Fork Jeep, they find us, or South Fork yep. Ram, or South Fork CDJR. It, we'll, we'll, we're there. Yep. So uh, it'll take you to Houston Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram.com. So if you want to go straight to that, we'll, again, we'll have that link in the show notes. Uh, you've got Chris's personal number. You've got the 800 number if you want to go that direction. Uh, it, if you buy a Jeep or if you just go over there and visit, uh, and you might want to go over there and visit because they've got some stickers. They've got some Jeep Talk Show stickers, and these are special stickers because it's a combination of Jeep Talk Show and South Fork on the sticker. So using the South Fork logo, which uh, I, th- I think uh, we, we settled the argument as far as the suing for use of your logo, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you good. know what? i got to say this, Tony, before you jump off. All right. You, I mean, you're in the D- Jeep Talk Show business. You have tons of referrals and could have went to any dealership in Houston and Texas or probably across the United States. So you were real selective in who you chose to do business with and who you invited to your show. So if you're a listener of the Jeep Talk Show, you've got to somehow comprehend that if Tony decided to do business with me, because we didn't know each other before we did business. We didn't know each other. And he chose to do business with us with all the choices that he has, with all the referrals that he has that maybe he did the research that you don't have to do anymore. Give us a try. Give us a try. We are we are part of this community. We are part of this family, and we are part of answering questions and making feel, people better. And I appreciate your business, Tony, and I know that you did put in the work before you decided. I'm glad you chose me, and I'm very honored to say that. And uh, if you want 
that's why people listen to the things, but to get information, right? To, oh, yeah. To be able to take a little bit of the game out of the game and, and find somebody that they want to do business with. So thank you for your business too, Tony. And, and also too, I'll say this, and, and our listeners know this, if it wasn't a good experience or I didn't like what happened uh, at South Fork, we wouldn't be talking. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I'm no, not gonna. I, I, I'm not gonna trash you. I don't go and trash anybody. But we just wouldn't be talking. <laughs> I would just say, well, okay, that's what. And <laughs> the fact that we're talking, people need to know why we're talking. That's right. We did something right. You know, if we if you did something wrong, you're right. You know, you're not that type of guy that's going to go talk bad about people. Right. You know, whether not wanting to be sued or not wanting to make them relevant or you know what I mean, just being a good guy. You know, your mom. Mom always told us, if you can't say something good, don't say something at all. So the fact that you're saying something good about us, invited us onto the show, we did some things right, and that's important. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it just dawned on me, I probably need to get Ben on here uh, and uh, see if I can uh, give him a hard time on the show like uh, like I've been doing you. (laughs) Ben's a Jeep or two. His uh, son has a Jeep. Well, it's his Jeep that he's given to his son, and then he's going to buy another Jeep. He'll be out at the Go Topless weekend that's going to be held at Surfside Beach. I'm trying to make it. I've been for the last, I guess, three out of five years, this being the fifth, so three out of 40 years, and I'm trying to make it. I have another obligation that just happened to fall on the same weekend. But uh, if not, I'm gonna, Ben's going to be out there. And Ben did most of your deal with you yep. when we after we had the initial conversations. And he's well, I mean, everybody in the Jeep, community knows him because oh, he handles was, all my personal customers. Ben was great. I actually asked him because uh, he was doing up the uh, the order, and I said he was putting my name on it. I said, hey, can you put Jeep Talk Show on there instead? Because I think it'd be so cool to have that window sticker that says this this Jeep was built for Jeep Talk Show. And he did. And he, he got it right. He, he giggled, it right. He he giggled it about it and thought, this was great. It took it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens when you talk into the highest – you're talking to the highest level of authority, decision makers. Not that our sales <laughs> advisors aren't important, but there's certain things that they can't do. Oh, no, of so course they're not. great facilitators, but the, uh, what you get here, and I don't, I don't know if we talked about it early, Tony. Ben is, he is a partner in this store with me. Oh, not right. in the sense that you would think that he's bought shares of the company, but he is, uh, uh, he's honored to be, one of the one of the persons that received profits from the company, you know what I mean, a portion of the profits and that nature. So and there wasn't uh, some sort that of way he'll be around for a long time, and he can. Oh, that's great. Not worried about will he one day be able to at least get a reserve parachute and <laughs> and and get, be able to retire like all of us want to do at some point. So there was not an off road event that you both went to, and he got compromising photos or. Uh, some uh, corroborating uh, stories that he could use against you. It was just because of his work ethic. The story will always remain the same. <laughs> I was helping the chief to defense. <laughs> well, you know, I know you're I know you're busy all the time. But if uh, maybe one uh, time, especially now that I'll have a, a jeep that I can uh, drag my uh, XJ out to these parks, maybe we can go off road together. Uh, maybe we, uh, you know, Deadpool, you, Ben, everybody. I mean, uh, maybe Ben will have That'd to steal awesome. the jeep from, awesome. uh, from his son. Some but of the uh, community members, yeah. we definitely need to do that. I think we need to at least make a trip out to Hidden Falls because I get out that way quite a bit. You know, past Austin. I and, love uh, Hidden I Falls. Be a great time. Yeah, I've been. I've only been there once because my Jeep overheats on the highway. It, it's fine everywhere, everywhere else. 
I've done everything I can think of. So, damn it, I'll just buy another Jeep to tow. So, uh, yeah. I, I want to get it out there off road. So, yeah, Hidden Falls would be great. I love Hidden Falls. I've been there only, only once. I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna. This is gonna be a, a whole episode of the show if we don't just shut up. Chris, thank you so much. Have a great uh, night, and uh, we'll be talking to you really soon. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening. Well, big thanks again goes out to Chris Godwin for coming on to the show to talk more about Tony's Gladiator. It's not like we <laughs> haven't heard enough about that already. Now, in all honesty, Chris is running an exceptional program at South Fork and has the awards and accolades to prove it. Do you doubt me? Go look it up. Thanks again, Chris, and let's hope you get a chance to actually repo Tony's Jeep in the near future. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. <laughs> hey, if you have an idea for a guest, though, uh, and you don't have to necessarily be a dealership owner, uh, as it were, uh, as you heard, we actually had somebody uh, at the earlier in the show uh, reach out to us. Uh, uh, this happens to be somebody who works in the off-road industry. Uh, maybe that's you. Maybe you know somebody who works in the off-road industry or has a product you would like to promote. Uh, well, all you got to do is reach out to us and we'll get you on the show. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Who knows? It could be you. So before we wrap up, I'm going to bring the, the Zoom people back in and uh, have a little chat with them before we uh, wrap up the show. I want to thank you guys uh, for being here every week. And, well, it's great that we can rely on you. So in case uh, we don't feel like working, we can just uh, chat with you guys. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank them uh, from myself personally uh, for being so patient and talking about Tony's Gladiator for over 35 minutes. <laughs> are so, you, guys, I mean, that, are you guys tired of hearing about the Gladiator? You get the Gladiator? Yeah. Did you get a gladiator? <laughs> Larry says, you got a gladiator? Tell me more about it. Yeah, right. No, actually, actually, Tony, to be honest, I, I, I enjoy the gladiator talk. It's it's a it's a different topic than we've typically gotten into it's here a on modern, the show. It's a modern Jeep talk conversation. It is a modern Jeep. Um, it, it's stuff that, you know, we get a chance to do some some fresh research on where we're getting a chance to hear, you know, how it is with a brand spanking new vehicle from, you know, an owner himself, uh, firsthand uh, experience and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and real world reviews while you're doing it as well. So, yep. I mean, it's all very worthwhile very uh you know educational at the same time if you will uh and we'll make it we'll make it entertaining as we go along and i'm modifying the hell out of this thing <laughs> you make it your own man i mean already uh you're done doing some tasteful modifications uh and and, and definitely ones that are, are practical and useful as well so um hats off to you for making the choices that you have so far and congratulations and, and i'll mention this hats off to uh, jim and his lights before lockers uh I am uh, not planning on <laughs> not planning on putting a lot of lights on this one. I got all uh, all kinds of lights on the the XJ. So uh, hey. I, I, I when I put the the stubby oh, and I'd like to know from you guys, listeners and Zoom people, about the the thoughts of using a stubby bumper on the Gladiator because I'm looking at a I want a stubby bumper where the the winch sits very low, and I know that's going to cause potential issues if the mm -hmm. uh, the cable or the rope no gets low. tangled. No, it's your approach angle that you're going to be sacrificing at that point. You're actually going to be sacrificing the capability of your vehicle by dropping the winch lower than it needs to be. You're you're going well, the, under that assumption. The bumper itself on, doesn't. On, the bumper itself isn't any lower on the Gladiator that I've seen. It just sits no. the thing sits down. But inside. you don't want to drop your winch <laughs> yeah, in the pocket. It's between the frame rails. Right. Well, I do because of airflow. Uh, I, I no, do not want it's not not, a, not, a, not not an issue on this vehicle. Well, no, like it's, no, it's never an issue. But I, but when it is, <laughs> so well, that, they they that literally winch put actually, that winch will sit below all the slots in the grill anyway, and that's just a 
Well, not on, not on the sit. worn ones. The worns, it's, it, it, it takes up like three quarters of the space in front of the grill. And I mentioned this because with the Max Toe package, Jeep literally made the grill, those openings in the grill, larger. Yeah. And if, if they are yeah. concerned about airflow for towing, and I put something in front of those big openings, then what is that telling you? It's not a good idea. So uh, anyway, yeah. back, to, back to the original thing I was talking about is uh, stubby, stubby bumper, uh, good idea, bad idea, and, uh, but it has to be very low for the winch, and it will be a worn winch, probably one of the, the either the 10, the Xeon uh, 10K or 12K. I'll say the stubby bumper is a good idea, and the, uh, uh, the winch for, if you can find a Rubicon-style bumper, the winch sits very much lower than most that. of the aftermarkets. They want uh, $900. This is new. Yeah. They want like $900 for the steel, uh, uh, factory steel bumper uh, like it comes with the Gladiator. Yeah, to buy it new, but find it, find a takeoff that somebody put a right. stubby Off on. Facebook. Get them. I yeah. picked one up for like 500 bucks for my wife's. Oh, okay. Dang, I where, picked one up for good. $150. Where are you finding these oh, wow. things? Wow. A guy didn't know what he had. Right. <laughs> Seriously, though. It was yeah, a gold it, color because it came off the Willis. Is this, uh, is this Craigslist? Where, where are you guys finding these? Facebook Marketplace. Huh? Facebook okay. Marketplace is my good place. I'll start looking because I would not mind having a, a factory bumper, a, a Gladiator bumper. That and would be I will perfect. say that, the if I if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can stick a JT or a, a JK style Rubicon bumper on no. a JL. Oh, that's just blasphemy. Mount, no, I'm not doing mounts, that. The mounts are different. <laughs> there, there's Somebody did it. Um, they make know, adapter group. kits. Okay, maybe it's an adapter kit. But there is a way on. to do it. All right. I gotta. We're going to wrap this thing up uh, here, but I wanted to jump in and get a little more uh, Zoom people into the show. And I, I just wanted to mention here, we got uh, from our Facebook Live, uh, Joshua H. Uh, commented, just found the podcast this week on Spotify. Been listening oh, wow. all week at work to previous shows. Really enjoying the show. Joshua, thank you Be careful you how much. far back you go, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, Josh. I, I uh, hear there's H. a parallel universe, Josh, where the episode one is uh, much better, <laughs> much better quality. And you're there, too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I can only handle so much of that Christmas song, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, wait. I got that right here on tap. I can no, play that please, now. No, please. Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for us to uh, wrap up the show. Great episode. Fun, fun, fun talking to the Zoom people. And uh, uh, we, uh, we they're, they're here every week. And uh, we just don't uh, talk to them this long every week. But uh, we got to get them in because they have so much to say. They have so so much great information. We got to get them on here uh, longer from time to time. Maybe uh, once a month, once every couple of months, we're going to do this. Well, and Tony, let me uh, let me just put something out there here for people like Josh H. who may have just stumbled across our show and they want to join in on on episodes oh, yeah. like this. Uh, and, and in fact, we're doing something sort of similar to this episode each and every week. It's a campfire side chat where we pick a topic and, and talk about it specifically more than an open discussion, kind of like we did tonight. Uh, where it's a little bit more focused. And you can actually join in on that and chime in on whatever the topic is of the week. And you can get notifications as to what's coming up and how to join in and the links to do so and all that sort of stuff. You can do that uh, by joining, uh, following us on Facebook or getting uh, uh, signed up with our, our newsletter. And it's very easy to sign up for the newsletter. All you got to do is head over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com 
slash contact, and you're going to find a link to, well, do all sorts of stuff, whether it's contact us directly or sign up for the newsletter, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's very, it's very just as easy to unsubscribe. We're not going to spam you. We don't sell your information. Nothing like that. It's literally just one email a week for the sake of the newsletter. And that's how you join in on the show. Well, thanks again to all of our Zoom Room people and, of course, our co-hosts as well uh, for joining in on this uh, unique episode uh, this week. And, uh, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. That's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to, uh, sure to call in and leave a voicemail just like Nikki G does. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, just like that, it hit me. I, I, I couldn't tell you what I was expecting, if, if anything at all. I, I can't say I even saw it coming. Something like that doesn't happen every day, and certainly not to people like me. The suddenness of it is really what I think is the hardest to wrap my head around. No pun intended. Some call it an epiphany. I call it a bird strike. But that's not why I'm calling. But that's not why I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've guessing since 2010.